Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen. That's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel that's uh, made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse, let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish looking guy. But his golf game is on point. Little do they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG. Grip it and wear it. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? 
Let's hear it for the burrito. Come on, that's not fair, man. Oh, did your father look the fool? Retention, retention. Are you smoking those hillbilly cigarettes again? Ask your doctor if ball kick tricks is right for you. Oh, I don't like that. Go put your floppy hat on and enjoy your day. Tape. It's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, many need. Yes, welcome to the program, episode 2505. I've just been told off the air, but that's uh, not before. Uh, uh, no, that was before Elliot uh, did his impression of a. Uh, uh, he used some masking tape or something to show us how a plane could sound either taking off or landing. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. in our headphones. If you're listening on your laptop or your computer, it may not uh, sound. Do it again, Elliot. Uh, oh uh, give the people a little thrill on this. Let's, let's wait for the, the intro theme to fade out. It's probably just fading out now. Okay. And then go here you go. Yeah, that's what I think that's more taking off. More taking yeah. off. I agree. Yeah. But I don't want you to stop doing that. I, <laughs> there's something about that that's very pleasing to the ear. That could become a new ASMR trend. You know how? Well, you might not know this, but in ASMR, like one person will do something, yeah. and it's a, if it's popular, then all the other ASMR people start doing it. Sure, because like, you're gonna gonna do your own take on it, or right? Whatever. It's like uh, the the eye test uh, role play that seems to be very popular. Oh, yeah. Or so the do you see the first line? You just name all the letters in the first okay. line, please. Elliot, this is it's not your ASMR channel. We're doing a podcast here. <laughs> I was just—I assumed that that's what it sounded like, and I was doing a demonstration. Mm-hmm. Nice. But I think that could—that uh, could be something. The tape. The tape. It could be. <laughs> very well, could be. This Matt. is one of my side projects. Uh-huh. Is I, I'm a—I'm a scout for ASMR uh, <laughs> trends. Well, you know, our friend Gary Brightwell has done this program. He's doing uh, some new ASMR thing. He and oh, really? another comic, Steve Mazan, I want to say it is. I—I've uh, not listened to it or watched it. I just see that uh, he and uh, they are doing some com- comedy ASMR. I don't know. I don't know. I That's, remember you had that idea for me about uh, seven years ago, and yeah, but I also as was, these guys will discover it. It, it. Well, it's an odd mix of things. Like, do you want to be laughing and getting very relaxed and sleepy at the same time? I, 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 I do not. Although we made a thirteen-year <laughs> career out of it, so uh, you know who knows. <laughs> People have been laughing and relaxing at this show for uh, for over uh, a dozen years now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we got uh, a gentleman who I'll, I'll say hello to, and then uh, tell him to mind his pace and cues. Uh, Stephen Yates is here. Stephen has donated a smile train uh, for Parkastathon 2019 uh, one of the auctions to come in here and uh, you know sit in uh, we recently had Jeremy Herbel mm-hmm. uh, in and um, and now it's Stephen Yates' turn Stephen first of all get, get ready to enjoy this voice <laughs> this guy I, 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 Elliot was around the corner and walked in and uh, speaking of ASMR walked in and said that was the greatest voice he's ever heard in his life wow and uh, we get to hear yours on a regular basis. So that yeah, I'm, is I'm a slightly hurt. But you should be because <laughs> yeah, that was the intent. I, I don't think you've heard it up. <laughs> no, that was, that was, if that was the intent, that was very yeah. subtle because I wasn't here yet. <laughs> yeah, it was a long con. <laughs> you really played that um, out. Uh, I'm going to get Jimmy to say it and that's going to be doubly hurtful. Right. How do you feel? Did, you feel, did it work? Did oh, yeah. Work? I'm super happy. Um, Stephen, Hello. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? Listen to that. See that already? Did you do radio? It sounds like you must have done radio. I did a little radio in college. Just in college, but never professionally? No, sir. All right. But apparently whatever's going on in your life, you're doing well enough that you're able to donate money to Smile Train. Yes, sir. Um, And where are you in from? Uh, Connecticut. 
Connecticut. Now, Matt, you're from that uh, neck of the woods. Yes, my wife's from what, what part of Connecticut? I'm on the Connecticut shoreline, Old Saybrook, Connecticut, mm-hmm, yeah. where the river meets the sound. Nice. <laughs> Again, sounds just like a radio. Again, I don't know why you're not doing radio, yeah. right? I mean, where the river meets the sound. You're, uh, you're 107 on. FM. Here's the river meets the sound. Yeah. W-C-O-N. <laughs> Connecticut. Yeah. A lot of voices. <laughs> Um, Just let us enjoy his for five seconds. God. Uh, all right, Stephen, uh, let's uh, learn about your private life a little bit, personal life. Are you married, sir? I am married. You are married. 32 you? years. 32 wonderful years. I don't know if they're wonderful. I assume they are. You know, last <laughs> yes, year. of course. Wonderful. <laughs> you know, the okay, last 32 if they're horrible, <laughs> right? I guess some people do, right? There were a couple clinkers in there, but you know, <laughs> what a relationship. Really, it smoothed out. In my opinion, Steve, anybody that tells you that uh, there's no ups and downs in a marriage is lying and they're going to murder their spouse one day. Hmm. Because Agreed. they're, what? I said, oh, hmm. I said, agreed. Oh, you agreed. <laughs> the other voice. I don't know who the hell's talking anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, and children? Yes. How many kids? One of each, a daughter who's 29 and a son who's 26. All right, they're about two years apart, man. Mm-hmm. The children. Are they on this or, trip with you as well? Three. They are. Wait, your grown children are with you on this Well, trip. I was going to come by myself. Okay. And I said, I'm coming to L.A. And my my son, who's a big rock guy, heavy metal in particular, said, oh, hey, can I come with you? Wait a minute. How, wait, how long are you in town for? Uh, I leave tomorrow morning. When does your son leave? Tomorrow morning. Oh, shoot. So that, that goes that theory. I thought maybe he was going to come into town to see Iron Maiden. Uh, at he, the, uh, he would have loved that. Bank. All right. So anyways, so, so he, he tagged along. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I said, where do you want to stay? He said, I don't care wherever you want. And I'd stayed downtown last time I was here. And I said, oh, you know, I'll stay down the beach, down by the beach. So as soon as my wife heard we're staying in Santa Monica, she's like, oh, I'm coming now, too. <laughs> okay. And then my daughter said, well, you three aren't going without me. <laughs> and even though she lives in New York, she flew separately from uh, she lives in Astoria, Queens. She flew separately through from LaGuardia, we flew from Hartford, and we met at the airport, and now all four of us are here. That's and, great. And, and uh, obviously all in one room? You're, uh, <laughs> no, we, oh, we give the kids their room, and... Wait, uh, the two kids are bunking up? Yeah. These are adults. Yeah, but they're separate beds. I understand, I don't know, I, I understand how hotels work. Uh, uh, and they don't have children or spouses? They don't have spouses or children. Nothing at all, they're 29 and they're just 28 working, and 26. They're just working away and making money and... Yeah. All right, you're proud yeah. of these kids? I love them, I'm very proud of them. And you've, uh, you're having a nice vacation with them? Terrific, and everything's now, gone tremendously well. When's the last time you saw your daughter prior to seeing her at the airport on this trip? Oh, just a week or two ago. Oh, all right. I see her all the time. Okay, well, I thought maybe she lived in a different city. Yeah. She does, uh, but I, I go into the city as often as I can. What do you do, Mr. E? Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm retired. Man of leisure. You're retired. Yeah. Well, I, I write, but that's not... Right. Uh, now, you sent us, uh, to that end, you sent us some books mm-hmm. uh, that we... Uh, we opened those on the air, did we not? We did. Uh, does anybody remember what kind of books Stephen writes? <laughs> uh, and I, of course, I know, but I'd like to hear if you guys can remember. Yeah. Is this the? Uh, I want to say they're sex manuals. <laughs> wow, I think that's maybe the. You, hey, you don't go thirty-two years without writing something down. <laughs> that's right. It's Yates with a Y. Maybe that's the that's what's uh, screwing you up. It's why? Why? why is that a masturbation joke? I don't. I don't. Uh, Bates. Stephen Bates. Is that what? Is that a Bates joke? No. Stephen M. Bates. I was just trying to say maybe you were thinking of someone else that wrote mm. the sex manuals. I didn't. I didn't write a sex manual. Oh, I see. Manual. Okay. I'm no. sorry. Um, I, be- I believe, and I am not joking. Just want to prepare you. Uh, I believe it's related to autism. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, 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 that's yeah, yeah. right. Biography. Yeah, that's right. The first book I wrote was called Getting My First Hug. Uh, my son uh, is on the autism spectrum. Right. And there was a period of time where he only related to his mother. And so uh, it was very frustrating for me. Uh, we would, you know, I could, we could 
be in the same room and enjoy each other's company. Uh, and then I'd say, hey, you know, give dad a hug. And he would just look at me. Mm. And that went on for a while. And so naturally that became the thing that I wanted most of all. Of course. And uh, the book goes into, you know, uh, the various treatments that uh, we tried and then diet, believe it or not, actually worked. That's right. And, uh, and then finally came the day where I said, hey, give dad a hug. And he walked over and gave me one of those big bear hugs around the neck. And that's just a moment I'll never forget. And how old was he at that point? Uh, three, maybe. Three. God, wow. It was probably six or nine months. He, he, he uh, normal development until about two, two and a half. And then the sort of regression and in speech and in social. And uh, that's the period I'm talking about. And then once we got we put him on this diet, which I totally didn't believe in as an engineer, chemical engineer, no, diet affecting speech development. No uh, wrong. It does. Because once we got rid of uh, gluten and casein, um, he started talking. Wow. Miraculous. Yeah, it was a wow moment. And so now he's 29, and, and, and or, or is he the 26-year-old? He's 26. Okay. Two college degrees. Wow. Uh, he's employed as a cameraman at the arena at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Oh, cool. So he gets paid to watch concerts. Right. Pretty good deal. And uh, loving life, living on his own, fully independent. That's great. Yeah, can't complain. Does he hug you now, or did he go through another phase where he wouldn't hug you? Yeah, he stopped. That that was the one time, and that was it. (laughs) Just the one. uh, One and done. You got yours, old man. Move on. That's it. One and done. I couldn't imagine. In fact, yesterday uh, when I was going to, uh, I'm certainly not trying to relate to the story as much as I am just relating to hugs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Oliver was in a, uh, he was tired and in a mood. He was ready to just go to bed. And I was like, hey, get over. Give your dad a hug. And I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's right around the corner. Mm -hmm. It's right around the corner where he's. Not going to want to give me a hug and it comes uh, back. Yeah, well, it better come back. It, it did with my dad. Oh, I mean, it did. Yeah, he was a we were a handshake father right. and son. Yeah. And then uh, when he got sick, uh, we became a hug and kiss father and son again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I it everyone should get back to that point because people are only around for a little while. Yeah. And uh, don't wait. Don't miss an opportunity. Um, boy, Stephen Yates with the, throwing down some, <laughs> mm, some wisdom for us. The good news is if Oliver uh, gets to the point where he doesn't want to hug you anymore, you can always maybe get some hugs from Garen. <laughs> That's always on the table. I can't get I, I, this needy son of a bitch. I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's a mutual. You're he, hug, he hugs me. He's never letting go. He's never <laughs> letting go. I'm already his lifeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, uh, I'm doomed. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Stephen, thank you for being here. Thank you for the donation. Uh, do you want to say your kids' names? Sure. Uh, uh, Alex is my son and Melanie is my daughter. Alex and Melanie. Wonderful. And uh, they're, uh, I imagine right now they're down at uh, Santa Monica. Are they on the beach? Are they undoubtedly uh, where the ocean meets the shore? It, <laughs> very good. I like that. <laughs> that is the definition of a beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, trying to relate to Connecticut, trying to bring it all together. Two coasts. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, uh, Stephen, thank you again for being here. And uh, thank you for having me. Uh, and again, thank you for the wonderful donation. Stephen also gave me, a, you know, those uh, that binder of baseball cards yeah. that um, I uh, it was leaving here because it was uh, every time I went to leave, uh, not unlike vinyl, I did not want them to. I don't know what my logic is on this, but I did not want them to sit in a 100 car. degree car because I wasn't going directly home. But uh, today, nope, I am not going directly home today. I Cannot do that today. Today, I have to go. Here's what has to happen today, Matt. Okay. I need to um, go to a um, mailing place, be it a FedEx, UPS, mm-hmm. uh, you know, USPS, that sort of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, I went to Mailboxes, mar- et cetera? Sure. But they're not around anymore, are they? I don't know. They are. A lot of them become, have become UPS stores. Yeah, I think they've become the UPS stores. I, I believe <laughs> that's the case. Um, so I went to the one that I used to have a P.O. box at this morning. 
And I got there. I left my home early so I could take care of that. And I figured it would take probably five minutes for each box. And I've got uh, what I ended up doing over the weekend um, was I went through uh, some of my mother's stuff. Mm-hmm. which was uh you know amazingly emotional of course mm-hmm. uh not amazingly but horribly horribly emotional mm-hmm. um but then as i as i, I kind of had to do one box over because in the second box i was like why am i keeping pictures of my stepbrothers why am i keeping pictures of my cousins mm-hmm. like and their parents like mm-hmm. my mom had a reason for that but, but i don't really need mm-hmm. that and i don't mean that to put that down it's just like uh, put them down like mm-hmm. they would have a better use for for candid shots of them right than i would right and for me they're going to just go back in that box and go back in the garage so mm-hmm. you know i started I, I put them all in piles to then mail out to everybody mm-hmm. and some one weighs 13 pounds one weighs 1.1 pound like mm-hmm. um depending on you know who we saw more often anyway so i i did that so then i boxed it all up and uh, so there's five boxes and i need to uh, so i went to the place that i went to this morning and so i'm there and the woman was very very kind very helpful and then as she was helping me, a guy came in who I don't know what his deal was, but he said, uh, yeah, uh, and, and please pardon any, I'm not trying to do an impression. I'm just going to try to use his words. Uh, yeah, let me tell you the deal here. Uh, I lost my key, so I need to know how much that's going to cost to replace that key. And um, she said, well, the out, outer key is 10 and the post uh, is five. Yeah. Yeah. See, here's the problem with that. Uh I'm going to get a new P.O. box because uh, uh, I lost my key and I, I don't feel comfortable with somebody having access to my to my box. And she's like, well, if you lost it, nobody's going to know where the keys are for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going to need a new box. So I'm going to need you to switch me to a new box because I'm not comfortable with that key being out there and people have access. And um, uh, I'm trying to do it. He, he spoke very jive, mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to say it. Like a very 1970s, you know, in, in the movie Car Wash. Yeah. And I'm trying to do it without being offensive. Right. But it was also, so he also did a thing like, while well, she said, I'll be with you one second. Before he started, before he quite frankly interrupted, mm-hmm. he was six inches behind me. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's no line. It's me. Mm-hmm. And he formed a line, like right be like he's got the whole fucking room, yeah. place and he's like right there and mm-hmm. so i keep like looking over my shoulder like dude what are you doing and then he decided to do that thing where you're waiting in line where then the line becomes the two of you are together and so oh, then he like stands that. next to me no, yeah. and I'm like, i look over i'm like i'm like oh jesus so he's like hey how you doing i'm doing okay how you doing good and then so she's trying to help me and you know she's you know she's got to measure each box and weigh each box and then put addresses on each one and um he won't he won't leave her alone he will not and and it's obvious that he gave that somebody either stole his key or his ex-girlfriend has got a key like there's something going on he didn't lose the key right right he's like yeah no let me ask you this uh how much does it cost to get a new p.o box and she goes do you want a new one well that's gonna cost x amount yeah yeah but i'm not gonna pay for the original one because that one's gone because the key's gone uh i'm gonna pay for just this new one she goes no no that first one that's that's your box yeah you know you could you know then she's like and She's trying to help him. Like, basically, she is trying to push him away and yet help me. Yet, he seems to be getting 98% of the attention, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, I'm like, why, why is this guy getting the attention? Mm-hmm. Do my boxes so I can get to work. Yeah. And so, he's being uh, annoying. And by the way, still buzzing around me, right. like way too close. Like, mm-hmm. uh, 
And, and I, w- I wish I could, without being fed, I would, yeah, yeah, listen here now. Like he would do that like a lot. Like he opened each sentence with that. Is this an older gentleman? He was not. Oh. He was not. Like the impression would lead you to think he was. And his voice, you'd go, well, that's going to be like a 65-year-old guy who yeah. hangs out at the golf course and you love talking to that guy and he's got great stories. He was a young guy who was carrying a, I think he just came from the gym. He was carrying like a, you know, a gallon water thing mm-hmm. and, uh, but, and drinking out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so she's dealing with, and she's still trying to deal with me. And then another woman comes in and I'm in my head. I'm like, motherfucker, this, this quick little errand is now, which I knew would take some time. Right. Uh, like I, even in my head went, I'm going to give each box like five minutes. That'll give me, it'll yeah. take probably 25 to 30 minutes, maybe even 35. I'll get there. It'll give me, I'll give myself 40. I give myself 40, 48 minutes to get it done. And nothing's getting done. Seems like plenty. It seems like plenty, right? Yeah. So then the other woman, she goes, can I help you? She goes, I just need a copy. Oh, okay. So, and I'm like, okay. All right. Well, what happened to taking turns? And uh, I was here and we're going to finish me. And then we and go I'll be with you in a the moment. Next, the, the next customer. Listen, one, one, could, mm-hmm. one could argue that and maybe about to. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing if the guy has one question and it's like, Dude, here's your question. Here's your answer. Now we're now scram. Moving, moving on. And I, in fact, I even muttered to myself as he kept asking questions about this fucking people. I asked him, okay, you got it. You got your answer. Scram. I said, it, you know, I muttered it to myself yeah. uh, where if he would have said, what's that? I would have said, I'm just muttering to myself. Like I didn't say it clearly yeah. uh, because I don't want to be punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So then the woman who wanted the copy and I was like, and I was like, even like, take, like that's going to take one second. Who cares? Right. And then she goes, oh, one more copy, please. And then it's like, and I said, I go, give it boxes, give it a boxes, give it a boxes. Let's go, give it a boxes. Oh no. And she goes, what? I go, boxes, back, give it a boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, retention, retention. She goes, she goes, what? I go, give it a boxes. Go, this bad business, this bad business. I said, I go, apparently I'm the least important person here. Oh, wow. All right. And she goes, well, I do. Okay. And now, sadly, when you make a statement like that and then try to, with the torn rotator cuff, balance, we already know one box is 13 pounds. Oh, no. uh, Balance these five boxes. Uh, uh, I had to make two trips. Mm-hmm. So when you slam a door and then kind of come back, yeah. pardon me now. Yeah. <laughs> so you I, almost need a second like exclamation when you come back in, like I, I'm fucking invisible. <laughs> like give him something else. So I, I walk back in, and that guy's like, "Just get out of here, man! Get out of here, man!" The guy, what? That guy's like, that guy's yelling at me. Why? Get out of here, man! Get out! Just go! Just go! And then the woman goes, you're a bad customer. I'm not a bad business person. You're a bad customer. To you. To me. And I said, I go, oh, is that right? And then and I grab my other box. And then um, he uh, he goes, he goes, you just go. Just get out. You get out of here. Stephanie, <laughs> how am I? And I recognize, by, by the way, I I may have underplayed. I exploded. Like I, uh-huh. I you know, it was retention all over again. It yeah. was me, yeah. you know, losing, uh, you know, uh, my, losing my temper. Mm-hmm. And so then got in the car and it was like, I realized I wasn't mad at her. I was mad at that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it, she was, I didn't mind the woman getting the copy at all. That's the truth. Because imagine you running in and saying, 
and you see a guy with a stack of boxes mm-hmm. and you just need a copy right. and then you got to wait 45 minutes to get a copy. But there's a way to handle that as the person working there yeah. to make keep everybody on simmer. You know, you, you know, it's not going to be popular, but you go, sir, I'll be right back with you. I'm just going to quickly make this copy. You have to be get ahead of it. Yes. Right. So that they at least convey. I understand this is delaying your business, but I'm so like, don't think I'm just like, because otherwise you're just sitting there going, you don't care uh, about about me. And I don't know when this is going to get done because anyone who walks in apparently apparently gets priority over this. Yeah. And I recognize I have a stack about you, right? All of that. I'm with you. Like all of that went through my head. It really was that guy who was in my bubble Mm -hmm. and he was just being, you know, just rude. And you didn't feel comfortable saying anything either because you were just saying to him like, eh, can I finish my business before you uh, deal with that? Like, well, I, I, now the reason I didn't say that, uh, A, is again, fear for my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, mainly because, you know, a, a bigger and imposing. And, and, and he's I'm, just from the gym, so and, he's probably all right? muscled up. He's all roided out. And I'm a weak, weak man. Um, <laughs> you've got that rotator cuff. <laughs> so I've got that issue. If it wasn't, I would have taken a swing at them. You know, a rare left hook I would have made. <laughs> right. So uh, all of that, it's like, I just, I assumed at some point he would go, like she, because she was not really engaging him. She was being short with him mm-hmm. and he just wasn't taking the hint. She, and, again, here's another yeah, point where she could have said, sir, let me finish with this gentleman and then I'll, I'll help you with your mailbox. Right. Uh, uh, or, you know what, sir, this can take a little while. Right. Get to that. Yeah. This can take a little while. Why don't you take a walk or something? Come on back and then we'll figure this out. How much longer it's, I, I think I had the wrong impression of it. It sounded like you were more than halfway done. Not with even you. close to that. Oh, okay. Matt, we were. Okay. Nine percent in. Oh Jesus! Like it was. So it was going to take another what? Fifteen minutes. It was no. It was going to take uh, uh, the twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. So you had five boxes. So she was she was weighing them and measuring first, and then moving them to a different table. To then she was going to get the addresses and print the labels. And there's only one person working. There's only one person working. Yeah, that's um. You can't. Yeah. Can't do that. That's. I mean, the post office is slow and horrible, but the fact that there's at least two people all the time means that at least when that happens, there's always another lane that people can get in. Right now, I I, and again, I used to have my PO box there. Yeah. uh, You know, until I lost my key, and they 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 run some (laughs) hustle over there. Um, I love that place. Like, I love it because mm-hmm. generally you walk, you're, you're in and out. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I choose that place. I only don't have a P.O. box now because we have a studio and an office. And that, like, uh, so anyway, uh, what I, I, I got, I got in the car and I calmed down and I called the woman and apologized. Oh, and she, like I said, I said, are you the young woman that was just there? I'm the guy with the boxes. And she was like, yes. And I said, I need to, I just need to apologize to you. I said, I, I, you were overwhelmed and I took my anger out on you. When in reality, that gentleman that came in and interrupted the transaction was in my bubble, in my space. And then she started crying and said, thank you so much for this phone call. She said, I need to apologize too. I overreacted to you because I I didn't know what to do when you yelled at me. I'm so sorry. Uh, She, and I said, please understand. I was not mad about the, about the thing. I was mad at that, about the copy. I was mad at the gentleman. Uh, uh, interrupting and not taking the hint that you were trying to help me. I Oh, thank you. She goes, I just was sitting here going, I just want my day to start over. Oh, Why did my day Jesus. start like this? And I was like, oh I was like, okay, well, please. I said, from the bottom of my heart, please accept it. She goes, I accept it, sir. Thank you for the phone call. And so it was one of those, like, I'm glad, not for me. I'm glad yeah. I called back for her for that, like, to, mm. to know that she said, I just wanted my day to start over because it, what a horrible start. Yeah. And, um, and then, so then selfishly make it about me. That felt good about, good. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have that on me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, for the rest of, I'll say it, my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> every time you walk to a post office. It would be the thing that you think about, every, you know, every time you mail something, you would think about right. it. I would think about it. And, and um, it was just like, I, I was like, I got to call her. I got to call that woman. That, that, that She, and I agree with everything you said, Matt, that she should have said this to the guy. She should have said this to me. Mm-hmm. There were things that should have been done mm-hmm. that said she was overwhelmed. And in fairness to her, that guy may have been scaring the shit out of her too. Mm-hmm. Which then I admit I had guilt that I didn't stick around. Like, why would you leave? This guy's obviously, he, you don't want to be in the same room with this guy. Right. Why yeah. are you then going, you know, in a like a child taking your ball? Mm-hmm. Why are you allowing her to then just deal with this asshole? You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, so I had that guilt. Like, it all was in there. And so, yeah. but then I saw the guy walking. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know how they resolved the problem. And you were still in the car. Yeah, when I was making the turn, I saw him walking mm-hmm. uh, uh, southbound on La Cienega, in case you're curious. <laughs> okay. So is this, a, is this a breakthrough when you're going to start calling back all the people that you've, you've exploded at and apologizing? Who would I call? You'd call Nicholas. The, There's the a Paul lady in a Mercedes. The guy wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. The shoe wait a minute. Did, didn't I already apologize to Nicholas? I think I believe I believe I. I don't know. Did you? I don't know. I believe in my story. I said that I did apologize to Nicholas and that there was a, no. Maybe I did. Maybe it was I no. No. Nicholas was the pain. That, <laughs> no. Nicholas does Nicholas, not get an apology. Nicholas, Nicholas no, was the problem. Was the yeah. next yeah. person who you treated uh, uh, you took out your anger at Nicholas on the next person that's right so the Macy's guy I apologized as I've said before the shoes even hit the ground I apologize (laughs) see that's always the joke and that's what Gil Martin always jokes about is I lose my temper but I apologize almost immediately um so no, Garrett. I don't need to make. Uh, uh, certainly, there's some people in my life maybe I can make a call to. Imagine you just. I, like, we I'm all sorry. have that. Shower of shoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I told. Maybe I, I don't know if I said this one on there. There's a guy from sixth grade who I have wanted to reach out to and apologize for a specific incident. Um, and I went to his Facebook. I found him on Facebook. I went to his Facebook page, and um, he had some racist and Trump stuff on there. And I went, nope. You're not getting an apology. Hmm. You have, you are on your own. You can't tell us what you want to apologize to him for, or what you. But what have. if that moment set him on that course that wakes him up, huh? To be a Trump supporter. That one moment when sixth grade, yeah. And because of that, his his road forked to psychopathic Trump guy. I hear what you're saying, but I will tell you this: and going through all these boxes, um, I saw him in the in the class photo, mm-hmm. and I went, uh, I went, yeah, I could see it even there. <laughs> so <laughs> he was actually. Here's the thing: he was a great guy. He was a great guy that I, um, I, you know, you want to be accepted with the quote unquote cool kids, and uh, it was his turn to not be part of the cool kids, and I may have played into that, and I feel guilt to this day because of it mm-hmm. I, I had uh, the same thing when i was in seventh grade that i the one and only fight i ever got into is i was goaded into hitting this kid in the head with a book oh gosh and maybe more than once and what what, uh, kind of, what what kind of book like a textbook like a, or like a notebook or something it wasn't anything okay. like wasn't hurtful like no. you, you like a smash just boom just in the back of the did head. it drop him no no he got up and and we got into it he got me a headlock was like beating me in the back of the head. Good. Good. You're right. You are a hundred percent right. So the situation that. solved itself. You but hit I, him and then I, he beat you up. That has never left my head. Yeah. Like we were kind of friends before that. And okay. I don't even remember why that happened. Like why I allowed somebody. Some other kids were like. To like. I don't even know. You wanted to be cool. You wanted to be accepted. I guess. I guess. And I can't remember his last name. Otherwise, I would I would find him, 
And I would apologize yeah. for that. Yeah. I've even thought about writing that guy and saying, it, based on your Facebook page, it's obvious you and I would have nothing in common, but I need to apologize for this. And I was sure would you go, yeah, uh, you snowflake. I imagine it would just be a <laughs> yeah. snowflake, the F word, whatever, you know. Deaf ears. Yeah, it would Falling be uh, it would be that. So, um, uh, but I will tell you this very quickly, and then I want to hear about everybody else. So we can, but the um, uh, the photograph uh, as I was going through the class photos, mm-hmm. there was my it was the sixth grade, which I have been on record was the worst year of my childhood because you know Jerry O'Connor was a dickhead to me. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I said, hey, there's sixth grade, and then Danielle goes, oh, is he in the shot? And I said, he is. And she goes, that's him. <laughs> and then Oliver goes, oh, that's probably the bully, right, Dad? And he's like, you can wow. just tell wow. from the photo. Wow. You can just tell. Yeah. Uh, I, I should bring it in and see if you guys could uh, could figure it out. Because hmm. he doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like the, you know, it's more big man on campus look than mm-hmm. it is. And by the way, big man on campus in 1976. Mm-hmm. You know, right. not, right. uh, uh, you know, not, so, uh, not James Spader in Pretty in Pink right. or, you know, uh, uh, the other movies. There's a lot of movies. Sure. James Spader. Less than zero. Uh, now, you had a birthday party over the weekend? Was it a party? Sort of. Yeah, we took Zoe to um, to the Huntington Botanical Garden, and, and there's they have a tea room, and you can have, like, a tea, which uh, we thought that would be fun for her. She likes uh, British stuff. <laughs> did she have tea, or did they give something to the... Yeah, she had tea. Actual tea. Yeah, it was herbal. You know, they have all different types of tea. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's cool. They bring out a thing, and there's little finger sandwiches and little uh, pastries and treats, like tarts and things like that. It was uh, it was fun. And my, my mom and stepdad and my mom's sister, my Aunt Joni, are visiting. So um, that was also kind of like a, what can we do for Zoe's birthday that would also you know work for this this group of people mm-hmm. that's uh from age uh charlie is seven to my aunt is eight what does charlie get an earl gray <laughs> what does he settle on he skipped the tea he didn't get any tea no we, we he, was that your choice or his uh i don't even think we asked him I don't know, he has no interest in tea what about iced tea i don't even think he wants iced tea yeah he doesn't he's not interested all right we got a tea and then we just because like there's all these interesting flavors of tea and so we're like let's just get an extra one you know because he was every it's like a fixed price thing so like everybody gets whatever and so we're like we'll just get one of these other ones and then we all get to try it and see if Mm. it's any good but yeah it was fun nice day beautiful in Huntington. and then were you down in my neck of the woods Mm -mm. boy oh boy there's a picture on facebook on this guy from my sixth grade class Mm -hmm. uh of you and your family Oh, the, the guy from sixth grade, guy from sixth grade. was following yeah. us. Yeah, so something's well, up. Well, on Saturday we went to the uh, observatory, the Griffith Observatory. That's where it was. I, it looked to me that it was the observatory near my the observation out uh, near my house. Mm-hmm. So I thought you guys were up there. Yeah, um, based on the angle and um, yeah, we, you know, because my my aunt had never she'd never been to Los Angeles, uh, so we kind of drove her around and showed her some of the sites. Went to the observatory, Hollywood Boulevard, down to the Grove Farmers Market had lunch down there and yeah did you um going down to hollywood boulevard Mm -hmm. do you enjoy that at all we did not get out of the car (laughs) 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 she doesn't care like she doesn't uh care about movies or television so it's like uh, well then why just because we're here it's like i thought this would be just a nice way to give her a sense of it like we just basically drove from the observatory oh i see 
down Franklin and then down Hollywood and then to Fairfax. You kind of have to, right? Yeah, it's just like, this is what this is. This is like yeah. the Times Square of L.A., uh it's junk <laughs> it's, so it basically a, went from a nice area to, to filth yeah it's it's, it's a like, it's a dumpster but it this is really what it is. is isn't it yeah. it really there was is that, a mess down there yeah. there was a moment when they redid the streets to make them sparkly where right. everything seemed like clean and nice and then and then they just 50 guys dressed as superman showed up and <laughs> pissed all over it and that and i i know it's been said a thousand times but uh and there's been documentaries and stuff made but Dudes, clean your costumes. Yeah. Like, just oh, yeah. just clean the costume. Yeah. Like, oh, there's Dirty Hulk hanging out with Dirty Spider-Man. Oh, here comes <laughs> Filthy Batman. Like, yeah. clean your costumes. Right. You know, I get, I get that. You, I, I, look, I, 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 maybe some days they make a dollar. Maybe other days they make uh, 200. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think you'd make more money if you were sparkling. If you looked, I, I don't, if you didn't look dingy. Yeah. The other thing is, I would like to be, uh, I would like to feel good about the fact that in this a world of everything being corporate and whatever that these people can basically stand across the street from the Disney owned El Capitan and just be like, fuck you guys. I'm Mickey mouse today. Right. And like, they can't stop him, but it's so poorly done that I'm like, I can't be, I can't feel good about it. It's just like, no, that's, that's wrong. You don't look right. You don't look like Mickey mouse. They also, uh, shouldn't you have some customer service? <laughs> like they're, they're always like more, they seem put out by it right. or, or, uh, you know, like cause it's truly, uh, it's you're a, begging it. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not like there's a company that hires people to dress up as these people and then sends them out right. and you know that would be there there's no level of organization it's it's a it's a wild west of costumed freaks <laughs> they're just it's also I gotta imagine that it's not something they want to do. It's what they. Well, that's, have I, to I was gonna do. say that, Gary, mm-hmm. like with the documentaries and stuff. Like, yeah. So you you somewhat feel like I get it that you, you, when I mentioned the money, that maybe they don't have the money to clean the costume because mm-hmm. they're just trying to make rent and have food because they. I, you're right. I don't. Like, you know who really nobody solved moved it. here to do that. Yeah. The guy who's really cracked the code is the Jack Sparrow because it doesn't matter how yeah. filthy he is, he looks like Jack Sparrow. <laughs> right. The filthier he gets, the more accu- accurate right. the costume looks. So that that's a bullseye. Right. There should be more people who like. Yeah, I'm a I'm z- Pigpen. <laughs> <laughs> or like a zombie. You right. know, like around Halloween, you get more of those types of things. There actually was a cl- the clown from It was out there. Oh yeah. Uh, which I thought was pretty good and and pretty well done, honestly. Yeah. I only cut a glimpse I mean, of you, you, you got to do that one right. Because yeah. there are the ones, like you say, where it, like, it's, you know, it's it's Mouse. Right. It's like, <laughs> I think that's supposed to be Mickey Mouse. Right. But, but Murky Mouse. I'm Ricky Rat. <laughs> you ever uh, hang out with Ricky Rat? Remember uh, he was on the MTV for a little while. Yeah. yeah you know, he's kind of a scumbag. Mm. <laughs> you know this. I, sorry, I was making a Ricky Rackman reference. You were. Um... Uh, Who may or may not be a scumbag. We, we don't know. You know, I don't know anything about Ricky Rackman. Uh, by all accounts, he's a good dude. I don't know. Your son probably isn't a Ricky Rackman. He's into uh, the heavy metal scene. Probably he's never heard of him. That was he is. Ago. I'm not sure that that's one of his favorites, but uh, I'm sure he knows of him. He has encyclopedic knowledge oh. of uh, rock and roll. All right. Uh, oh, I know this guy. Yeah, Ricky hosted uh, like the uh, the heavy metal. Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball. That was what wow. it, Yeah. In the um, 80s and 90s. Early '90s, before grunge uh, swept him off yeah, <laughs> under where, the garbage, they pushed all those people out. Yeah, he, seriously, he was. It was like one day he was there, the next day here's Matt Pinfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard a and and I, I I like all these people individually. I think they all do a nice job. But there was an interview with at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that they, they aired it on Volume Series Six on Volume, where mm-hmm. it was the original VJ, four VJs: Alan Hunter, Nina Blackwood, Marcia, uh, Martha Quinn, and Mark Goodman, mm-hmm. and. Um, the, and I like Mark Goodman. I like Alan Hunter, but they were doing that interview thing. 
that drives me crazy where they all of a sudden they're acting like they're above being there. Oh. Like the women were both giving genuine nice answers and they were giving these aloof like, so did you guys have to audition? Well, you know, I mean, you know, you walk in, you do your thing, you know, and then you get here, you don't. Like, <laughs> so you auditioned like I can't even I can't even do an impression right. of how aloof they were like it was like yeah. if you agree to be on that stage in front of that audience like who are you showing off for yeah if you want to if you don't want to talk about it anymore which you're within your rights 100%. after 35 years if right. you don't want to talk about it anymore then don't say yes that's that simple right. but you kind of do you want the attention you, right but you kind of don't want to be only that for the rest of your life which you have been so and you know there's this there's this drive to get them into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame which I do believe they should be there mm -hmm. as a I mean they, they're so iconic and that yep. changed the face of music mm. that those five originals should be in there right. uh, and Dave Holmes. Those <laughs> they should be in there. <laughs> let, 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 let me press pause on that for one sec though because like it's true they did do that but any five people well, they hired well, would have done that. No, Matt, to that end, any DJ that gets into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I think like, you know, Alan Ladd or these other guys, they were right place, right time. Yeah. So if you're going to put different DJs in from around the country that... Yeah, but uh, there, are, there are people who, and maybe not in music, although maybe, but, you know, there, there are people who made the their name because of their talent you know like like howard stern wasn't just oh he was just in the right place at the right time he was oh, no, I'm, I'm not stern. saying I, i'm saying the guys that uh, you know the, these rock djs yes. that you don't even know their name right right yeah now to, but to to agree with your point um if it was an and i think they avoided the audition question because they they wanted to feel better more important mm -hmm. but the reality is like let's say i was five years older or mike siegel when he ended up on vh1 mm -hmm. it's an audition process mm -hmm. and it easily could have been mike siegel over alan hunter yeah and then mike siegel would be like oh yeah he's one of the like they weren't making decisions on what to play right they weren't doing exactly they there, were it was not they a were reading a teleprompter role. yeah yeah it was right just like let's get some young good looking people yeah who, uh, sort of different look that you know kind of a hodgepodge of different types of looks so that we can kind of cover all our bases and like so mention that go uh, say uh, about the, the the different looks and in a question form like okay. you know was there a uh, uh, what did they talk about uh wanting to have a diverse group of people <laughs> what do you think <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> like you, you know and then you know then, if what i thought mattered i wouldn't have asked the question right and then and then it was like, you know, what do you think? And then you could tell, like, it laid with a thud in the theater. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, obviously, you know, uh, Martha was the perky one. And then they tried to pick yeah. it up from there. But at first, like, you, you didn't need to put yeah. down the question. It's like, yeah. then or scram to use my overused mm. word of uh, 2019. Mm. That and kick rocks. Those seem to be the new favorites that Carter <laughs> likes to throw around. Um, anyway, I brought that up for a reason. I forget why. I called Mark Goodman and apologized. That <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you did. I called him. So right. which one? One of them has, has passed away. J.J. Uh, Jackson. J.J. Jackson. And, and J.J., apparently his career prior to MTV, uh, uh, he may uh, deserve to be in there on his own. Like okay. Bands that he did break as a DJ. Uh -huh. uh, and Mark may have, too, as a uh, programming director and DJ mm -hmm. around the country. But I think Martha and Alan, and maybe even Nina Black, but I think Martha and Alan... And I read that book, you know, that, that yeah. huge book on MTV. I think they may have just been, you know, one of actors that right. were auditioning for a gig and got mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and maybe they did not want to. Uh, although Martha was very forthcoming, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, she's a good interview. Anyhow, that's that. <laughs> um, oh, we were talking about Hollywood Boulevard. I was trying to remember why we ended up on Oh, that's right. Thank, why, yeah, but still why? Mm -hmm. 
Well, we talk about Ricky Rockman. Oh, that's why. Thank you. Thank you for connecting the dots on this. That, yeah. That's exactly why I didn't just all of a sudden go. You know what? I'm going to take down those DJs. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be a good uh, good idea right now. Uh, our guest, by the way, is coming from a table read, so uh, they uh, may not be here right on right at time, mm-hmm. right on time. Um, we also went yesterday. We went down to the Melrose um, Swap Meet. Oh yeah. Have you gone to that lately? Not not since I lived down there. Uh, did you guys do that yesterday, Stephen? Did you go to the Melrose Swap Meet? Did not actually went to Griffith Park uh, yesterday. Yeah, oh, missed you by a day. Enjoy, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are they still talking about the uh, Bell Amps being up there? They were <laughs> good. That <laughs> makes were. sense. It was a buzz. <laughs> there was yeah, a buzz. Sure. Look, at he's got the. He's got the. Were you in the military, Stephen? No, sir. Boy, he's got the. Doesn't he have the military look? Yeah. Doesn't he look like a sergeant? He well, that's everything's no sir and so forth. Right, but then, but the, that that mustache and the haircuts very <laughs> military, and I mean that in respect. Or like NASA could be that. NASA's a better call. Oh my God, NASA's yes. a better call. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was with Mission Control for a while, but uh, wait, are you do- doing you doing a bit? Okay, well, you said you were an engineer. I was, I was a chemical engineer. Okay, yeah, he looks like he would either be a NASA engineer or a like middle school shop teacher in the seventies. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> There's really no yes. in between. I took shop in the seventies and middle school. Okay, uh, and he's got like a, uh, like he could look. Uh, he looks like John Waters' handsome brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good Thank yeah you. to paint a yeah. picture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, question mark. <laughs> no, I said his handsome brother. I'll, I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. Uh, a little less pencil-y mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fuller. Like I look over when I, in fact, when I said the thing about the mustache, I, I, I in my head had already given him a pencil mm-hmm. uh, mustache, but I looked over at him. That's a full stash. It is. That's a full stash. That's a man that's going to that stash and he's not going to lose it for anything. By the way, I saw one of the greatest things I've ever seen at Griffith uh, Observatory on Saturday. And Jimmy, you won't appreciate this. And I don't know if anyone in the room will, but someone. Wait a Whoa, minute. What's going on? Why wasn't somebody buzzed in? <laughs> Garen, get out of here. Kevin, go, Kevin, go back in the hallway. Go back in the hallway, please. This gentleman's going to walk you through what's happening. Let's go up, 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 <laughs> oh, no. up, up. Oh, Jesus. There's something wrong with the door. Seems like the door might be jammed. Okay. We forgot to tell him to take all the time he needs. He always forgets. He, think, he no, thinks he needs to okay. rush through it. One, two, three, four, yeah. six, seven. I'm using my fingers. <laughs> I don't know why you're <laughs> using that sound, fingers. That sound counting 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. It's actually, he's doing all right. Maybe he's finally taking 20, the hint. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 26 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It's, Kevin Nealon's just walked in, right? He just had an impossible burger and they gave him a hat for enjoying it. <laughs> um, right, right over there, at the, uh, which our friend Sarah Silverman uh, tweeted out that she uh, came to discover and apparently Burger King does the same thing. Carl's Jr. Uh, cooks the impossible burger right there where they cook the, where they cook oh, the regular burgers. Yeah, not what which, they're supposed uh, to do. No, thank you. <laughs> well, they don't claim to be vegan. Which would be the that would be the issue there, right? But if you're serving an a, 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 an impossible burger, it's kind of implying. If you, if you're, I think you're implying that you're you're not going to be getting any well, meat on that sandwich. I, I agree with you in concept, although I assume our vegan friends are are don't assume that. Uh, they could go the other way, but I, well, let's I, ask I, Darren. I thought I he's thought a hardcore was, vegan. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had a vegan restaurant for lunch uh, you ate a whole restaurant yesterday. you have to know that's not a full sentence right <laughs> i ate at a vegan restaurant. there we go there it we was go. there's the word delicious there. oh where'd you go hope h-o-p-e mm. h dot P- like you know you think that's named after let's hope this is delicious <laughs> i hope so you don't have to yell <laughs> you think you find him to be yelling kevin he it seems like he's yelling to me listen i know you just came from somewhere around. hey that that key around your wrist might be that with that key that the guy was looking oh my for God. from my earlier story yeah um 
I had a thought, but I forget what it is. Hang on, Kevin. Uh, Matt was in the middle of a uh, statement when you opened the door. I don't want to tell him now that Kevin's here. Is that true? You don't. <laughs> uh, is this Kevin? Or is this one more headed? person that's not going to enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, quick. I'll, I'll tell it on Thursday. Oh, okay. It's really involved. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? I'm sorry for interrupting. You kind of interrupted. That's the worst when somebody comes in in the middle of your joke or whatever. It's okay. And they don't even think you're talking. But yeah, there's a door here. I didn't see what was going on inside. How did you? It, was it the, wasn't locked. It was open. The door was open. That happens yeah, too half often. Half the time, yeah. And we shouldn't broadcast that maybe to the fans, but uh, that's a good our point. door's this wide is... open. You just come right yeah, in but and the, murder but then us. Security should stop that. Oh, that's true. And then, yeah. but security probably recognized Mr. Nealon and said, "Ah, you're good to go." Well, we told Steve ahead of time that uh, who's coming. I used the same name as the guy, the guest in our, and that didn't, that, that didn't that help my me. story. That confused me. <laughs> yeah. Steve's uh, the weekend guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant yeah, Brian. I'm confused. Yeah, Brian. Brian's a good guy. I am shocked at the extent of this uh, production value of your podcast Thank here. Thank you. This is more than a podcast. Yeah, this is I a mean, life. I mean, look, you've got cameras everywhere. You've mm -hmm. been, you're established. You've been here, obviously, for a while. The picture's on the wall. Or mm -hmm. was it like this when you moved in? No, I don't know if it was like this. That's why we chose this location. Yeah, well, yeah. That's kismet right there. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't take that risk. It's like, but well, nobody else is going to do it. Because, you know, the other podcasts I've done with you have been on location. They have usually, been. Yeah, this is your uh, first time in studio after all these years. It really is. And it's, it's I can't believe the, what is it, like 700 people in the audience here? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Behind the glass. I'll yeah. do theater of the mind with you. Sure, why not? We don't mic them because we want a nice, clean environment for oh, humans. Oh, well, it works. <laughs> it's working. Uh, but this is, I'm really impressed, Jimmy. Well, thank you, Kevin. And I thought you did this all alone. But no, you have a you have a group of people. We've got a crew. we got Matt, who you've yeah, met Matt, on the, on the live shows, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got them right. Yeah. And then some three other people. <laughs> so I, this is Stephen Yates. This gentleman, Kevin, speaking of that, now you've done Park Castlethon, I want to say five times? How many times has Kevin done it? I'm going to say two. No, no, it's more than two. I'm going to stop worrying about you is what I'm saying. Uh, I'm, 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 oh, I'm, I'm not going to worry about you anymore. I'm doing fine. You're fine. I, I appreciate any concern. Uh, but the, the charity event that you do, this gentleman here donated a crazy amount of money. Shut up. Uh, to really? Smile Train. And one of the rewards is that he gets to sit in and watch an episode. Oh, my And he's gosh. in from Connecticut. Whereabouts in Connecticut? That's Stephen Yates. I live in Old Saybrook, Connecticut, on the shoreline. Oh, okay. I'm from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh, terrific. Old Bridgeport. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. It's like the Detroit of Connecticut. Oh, it's not good? No, I'm from Detroit. Right? Accurate statement. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. someone who was shot there. It's full oh, circle. God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's again? Mafia? Slow, everybody slow down. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to have to ask you to share the microphone for one second, because it sounds like he just said he was shot in Bridgeport. <laughs> oh, I know someone oh, who was oh. shot in Bridgeport. Oh, okay. a, a fellow Give engineer. Give the microphone back. Give I'm the sorry. microphone back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, again, a lot I of people shot in, uh, in Bridgeport. It's a, it was a big mafia town. Mm -hmm. Gangs, you know, a lot of diversity there. And a couple of the mayors were indicted on racketeering, and the town almost went bankrupt several times. But you've so. been out of there for a lot of years. Yeah, right? it wasn't my fault. Nobody's <laughs> blaming you. Yeah, it was not my fault. Seemed like it all started right when you left, though. <laughs> Maybe you were holding it together. Yeah, I think so. Apparently, Wayne Newton met Johnny Carson at a diner, a Greek diner on Main Street in Bridgeport, near my neighborhood, uh, to talk about ownership of a casino in Las Vegas. And that's, I mean, that's just and maybe uh, <clears throat> a Denny's, but um, <laughs> mostly the casino. Yeah. But, you know, that um, that's not uh, verified. It's alleged. But <laughs> but it's a story that goes around that town goes, because exactly. everybody uh, wants to exactly. uh, have some import in this yeah. otherwise beaten down yeah. uh, bureau. So welcome from Old Saybrook. Thank you very much. Connecticut. That's where the river meets the shore, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Old yeah. Saybrook. Which, what's the name of the uh, river? Connecticut River. Oh. Well, shouldn't it be the Saybrook? <laughs> yes, we're working on that. Okay. All right. Well, something to go back to, certainly. You yeah. can tell me you're an engineer. You don't seem to. Anyway, I am just, you've got guests here, Jimmy. You've but got you're the staff. guest. 
Yeah, we get to stay the whole thing. It's all yeah. going great. And Matt's in the middle of a story. No. No, he's going to save that for Thursday. You're going to bail. You're going to bail on it. You're going to bail on this. It's barely even worth telling on Thursday. Can I, can I finish the story without even knowing what he said? I didn't hear yeah, one yeah. word of Go it. Ahead. Mm-hmm. I was, I'll, start, I'll start you off. I was at the Griffith Observatory. Go. And so it's crowded up there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a Saturday night and um, lots of people and everybody's fighting for that little telescope thing. And uh, the guy in front of me didn't have a quarter. So I said, maybe I could help you out. So I gave him a quarter. And the guy took my quarter, swung the telescope into my head. Oh, Jesus. And then ran off. <laughs> wow. You gave you you helped him, and that was the thanks you got. Well, you'd have to refer to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's already a better story than what I was going to tell you guys. Um, do you think we're going to get to the bottom of what that key is around his wrist? No. Boy, I want an answer. It's not a, it's not a car. It's definitely a, no, it looks a, like, a looks house like, or a... I'm going to say P.O. Pie. Looks you like think a it's a mailbox? Maybe a dressing room key. It could be a dressing room key. Oh, good. Where am I coming from? You're coming from set. From work. Yeah, where my office is. Oh, you have an office over there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my dressing room slash office key. Name of the TV show is? Man with a Plan on CBS with Matt LeBlanc and myself. Now, Matt LeBlanc, you remember him from that show, Episodes. And I'm told he did something prior. There was another show right before that. He did Joey. Oh, he did Joey. That's right. right. Sorry, with that girl from The Sopranos. They finally gave her her own sitcom, (laughs) and he was like a side character. Yeah. I forgot she was on that. I like Drea her. I like do very much. Who's that? Drea DiMatteo. Yeah. I enjoy her. Has she worked since then? I don't know. Since Joey? I couldn't tell you. She was good. She was. Jimmy, as I look at you, yeah? you remind me so much of? of an animated character I did called Glenn Martin DDS. All right. Gar- Garen was, Google that immediately. <laughs> you got to see what he looks like. Okay. And you did the voice. I did the voice. And it was on, I think, TBS or Comedy Central. But now I'm looking at you because I still have the character. It's a claymation thing at home, oh. and it's 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 um what do they call it stop action, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I have two of them. One of them's a little decimated because my kid got a hold of it when oh, he was younger. Boy. But um yeah, you look. That, I think is it, that? it looks yes. Take a look. Look at that. Am that's, I right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I want to be offended flatter. in some way, but I know that it's an yeah. exaggeration. Jimmy, yeah. you might have uh, a legal action on this. You think I could sue over that? My face isn't that uh, Let long. Let me take a look. Although it's, my face is well, that, long. You got another picture of it? That's, I mean. See if you can find another picture. But anyway, you yeah. should be, um, you know, happy about that. that Who do people that, tell you you look like? I, most I get Nell Carter. <laughs> uh, who do I get? I used to get that guy from, was, uh, was that guy? Uh, Dylan Walsh. Dylan Walsh is what I used to get a lot. Character yeah. actor. And when I was a kid, I got Christopher Makepeace. That's the one I got as a child. So mostly people I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, wow. Does. You really look like that. I, I played Glenn Martin DDS, and um, Catherine O'Hara played my wife. Oh, wow. Wow. Would you guys record together? Yeah. You we would. had like six booths, seven booths set up in a row like that. And it was uh, it was pretty interesting. I'd never done a show like that before. Yeah. Uh, well, she's wonderful. She's on that Shit's Creek. She's done stuff, I guess, before that, too. I <laughs> yeah, I think she had. Everybody, everybody's had jobs before the ones they're currently on. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's how it works, right? You, get, you lose one, you get another one. Mm-hmm. She lost her kid once. I don't know if you knew that. Wait, what? Era. Yeah, her kid. She lost him. She Who left him, really. She didn't lose him, but she... Yeah, she left him behind at a house. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. right, right. Oh, I think oh, I heard right. something about I mean, that. It was, was a documentary was, about Wait, was that. he with a bunch of people, or what was he... I mean, they had a bunch of people, and but, but the kid is what I heard. Yeah, Kevin's right. There was a documentary about it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Happened twice. Stop talk! Who else was in that, who else was in that documentary? 
I think Joe Pesci, weirdly enough, was yeah. in it. Well, remember, he was in everything for a while. They were, <laughs> they were just even throwing him in documentaries. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, it's interesting, Jim. What's that? You got a minute? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I've been looking at open houses, mm-hmm. and the realtors always try to impress you by telling you who lives down the street. Yeah. And, but they always come up to you like this. I'm not supposed to say this, but, you know, um, you know, Vanessa White, or... or um, I can't even think about it. Vanna White? Vanna White lives down. <laughs> These are the improv skills that got you where you are today, right? <laughs> and then you look at another house. And go, you know, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but um, Joe Pesci lives in the room upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> he never comes out. He never, he never comes, comes out, but he gets it. You, so you, you buy the house, yeah. but Joe's already in. Yeah. I, think, I think that they should tell you that. That's a sales point. Yeah. yeah well, it's also important to know you have a tenant. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not one they should keep under wraps, is it? Yeah. I just want to tell you that Joe Pesci lives in the walls. <laughs> How loud would that be to room with Joe Pesci? Could you imagine? I don't know. He hasn't died, right? No, he's with us. No, he's in Martin Scorsese's new movie. He's in that new movie, no. yeah. Well, yeah. Did you guys see the, did you see that one? The Hollywood uh, movie? Mm-hmm. How was it? You're not in your head. Yes, from Old Saybrook. Did they have? Did they show that in Old Saybrook? Was it like that in Hollywood? Yeah, it did make it to Old Saybrook. Wow, it did. It's a great movie. How many uh, viewers do you, or followers do you have, Jimmy? Seven. <laughs> seven. That's period. It. Just seven. <laughs> they seem to really enjoy it, though. It's just two more than it's in the room. Yeah. That's more. right. One yeah, more. we're going to play the, the, the people in the next office. They're listening at the we're wall. Gonna, we're going to rumble with them later. <laughs> what was this office before you moved into? I couldn't tell you for a million dollars. Good question. How about for two million? <laughs> I was the dentist office. <laughs> nice. Wow, um, that's improv skills right there. Right? Well, he said DDS earlier, so admittedly that was on but my brain. What, what did you say when we were outside? I said, I, this reminds me of it coming to my dentist. Wow. It smells like a dentist building. <laughs> That's yeah. weird. We're all and also because you guys shot me up with Novocaine. When I first came. <laughs> That's right. Um, I, I'll tell you this very quickly, and then we'll go to our break. Uh, but based on Kevin pointing out that he does a voiceover for a Jimmy Pardo lookalike, I met a guy, and I apologize to this person. I can't remember his name, uh, but I met him at the comedy store over the weekend where I had what I'll describe as a very average set. Uh, but luckily, I was able to shake that off and have an equally average set at Flappers. So it was a very average Saturday night. Uh-huh. What a bummer, man, to have two average sets and just fucking drive home and, oh, God. Anyhow, uh, this guy came up and he said, hey, it's nice to finally meet Jimmy Pardo. Uh, I'm, I do. I make my living in voiceovers and I get called in all the time. Uh, they're looking for a Jimmy Pardo type. What? I go, well, how about they call Jimmy Pardo? Because that guy's available. What the hell's going on? It's not like I'm turning down voiceover work. Maybe they hear you incessantly talking about how you're terrible at reading. (laughs) I I could learn it. Is that true, Jimmy? What's that? You're terrible at reading. I'm not a good cold reader, Kevin. But I could be for the right amount of money. In your average act. The average act you do? Yeah. What's your, you do the same opening line most of the time? Um, I, I, I do not. What was your opening line that night? Um, I clumsily, clumsily, <laughs> uh, I wanted to get into my topical Trump material without the bit that usually goes prior to that, because that's a lengthy bit. So I clumsily said that I just got back from Alabama and um, that I'm just relieved to not be in that kind of uh, weather situation. Uh, something like that. <laughs> Thank you, Garen. Well, that, would, you know, that, that would be the one lap I received over the weekend. A lot of people don't follow the news. Yeah. So, you know, you can't rely on that. Well, Kevin, the last thing I need is you condescending me about comedy. <laughs> what is the next to the last thing you need? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> $2 million. <laughs> um, yeah, so I met this gentleman who, again, his name I can't remember, and I apologize. Uh, that is infuriating. That means the, you need, and I hate to say it publicly, and I, I apologize to Bruce before I even say it, you need new representation. If you're I, getting I, beaten I have job, a voiceover agent. Okay, so it's not Bruce. Oh, no, this is not Bruce at all. Okay, so whoever your voiceover agent that needs to be replaced. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. 
because it sounds like there's a demand out there there is not being met apparently this guy's getting them yeah um terrible did he did did you note that he sounded like you when he said that? he sounded more like urkel oh no he's (laughs) he's, uh, he just uh, probably does voices yeah he was just a average white guy mm-hmm. yeah. to quote uh, to paraphrase foreigner uh, all right kevin neal is here stephen yates is also here mm-hmm. right he's in from uh connecticut old saybrook old saybrook old saybrook. saybrook right that was my horse i used to have old saybrook <laughs> I used to go and, and march around what do you what do you call that trot it what do you get when you do that with a horse what's that called when you march lead? a horse around <laughs> lead i don't like it's lead are you taking it to to water to make a drink or? No, I'm not, Gert. No, I'm not. This yeah, is, is it? This horse is very hydrated. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to go with Steve. It was it uh, dressage? Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah thank you. That. The fancy. Steven said that. That's the that's the rhythmic gymnastics of equestrian sport. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Prancing around? That's it, right? silly. <laughs> uh, all right, Kevin Nealon's here. He's taking time away. He's got a brand new web series out called uh, Hiking with Kevin. Just had Alec Baldwin on. I'm sure he's got other people on there that. Well, uh, actually, this uh, is the third season. This is, th- it's a, but it's brand new season. Brand new season. Yeah, you're starting the new season. That's right. That's How many right. episodes in a season? Well, the first two were 31 each. 31 what? each. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. I think I might scale it back this time to maybe 30. Oh yeah, that makes sense, <laughs> right? Time is money. Number. Right. You no, got a family. You know, I take it by ear. You know what happens is, um, I, I run out of people. I run out of people to hike with. It's like end the season. <laughs> and what happens is in the in the summer around August, people you can't find people to hike with because it's too hot. It's hot outside. Mm-hmm. And then you got a bank show, so you get through the holidays because mm-hmm. people aren't around then. Mm-hmm. So you really, you know, I started taping these the beginning of the summer. You know, I ended season one, I mean season two, and then I went right into banking sh- uh, hikes for season three. Mm-hmm. And so I got to get maybe five more to get me through the holidays, so I can have more when I come back. All right, take a break. We'll be right back. All right. <laughs> Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something, and then Matt responds. And it's very, very, never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And, uh, Look, I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates that's exactly right by the way we have tickets for the opera coming up i'm gonna hire somebody to go in my place <laughs> uh that is my passion my passion for the opera is to avoid it yeah uh ziprecruiter.com slash pardo ziprecruiter.com slash pardo z-i-p-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-e-r.com slash pardo ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire 
Uh, listen, this is you. You know this, uh, Belknap and and Hochberg and myself. We love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? And once you try it, you go, "Hey, this is good stuff." Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah, it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it, you'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre-me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down. Watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all, this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash pardo50. Use code pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code PARDO50 at factormeals.com slash PARDO50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2505. Kevin Nealon is here. Kevin's taking time away from hiking with friends up on the mountain. Uh, he's got that uh, season three is starting of mm -hmm. uh, Hiking with Kevin. I saw that Alec Baldwin was recently on. I mentioned him. Who else has done this thing, Kevin? Um, you mean in general? You throw some names around. I know you've done like 90 of them. Adam Sandler, Conan O'Brien, Kate Beckinsale, mm -hmm. uh, Tig Notaro, mm -hmm. uh, oh, man. Matt LeBlanc, Lisa Kudrow. Mm -hmm. uh, I could go on forever. All right. Well, it sounds like a, a lot of famous people. A lot of famous uh, people. And how yeah. long is each episode? How long do I need? Well, the hike lasts about an hour, but okay. each episode I edit it down to 17 to 20 minutes. Do you do the editing personally or do you have a human being I that does do the, that? I do everything. I cast it. I call it, you know, now I've ran through my friends and I call the casting people. Uh, I email them. Like I asked, uh, I was trying to get uh, Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. I got one out to Lady Gaga. You know, here's the thing, Jimmy. I, I've reached an age now where rehearsals are over. It's now, it's like, it's now it's producing. It's going out and doing it and not holding back. Because what do you got to lose? They'll right. say no. They'll say thank you, but we kindly passed. That's what I hear. And and you, you're, even Kevin Nealon hears that because we hear it on a regular basis. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I do the personal request instead of having my publicist do it or my agent. You know, I say, hey, it's Kevin Nealon. I was wondering if, and they probably don't think it's me, but, but anyway, but a lot of times they they answer me right back. Oh, we'd love to do it. You know, we love the show. Mm -hmm. You know, and then others uh, tell you no. That's right. You get some no's. Have you gotten? Oh, yeah, yeah. You've gotten no's. Oh, yeah, because I'm being risky. I'm asking big people, really big. Right, people. you're taking big swings, as they big say swings. in show business. Big swings. Who's the biggest name that you asked and they said no? And it's okay that they said no. You were like, you were like, well, they weren't going to say yes anyway. Well, there's a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people that said no. Um, um, Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Uh, Kate, um, Kate McKinnon. Um, um, he sounded like too easy. Yes, Jimmy Fallon. Oh come on! Oh, but you know they're busy people. I get they're it. They're busy people. Right. But you know, I'm I'm the big one. I want to ask, and he doesn't have an email, doesn't have an agent. Oh, is that, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. But I got his lawyer's phone number, so I'm going to call him. All right. 
I know Joel too, but I hate to ask his brother Joel. It's always he gets weird. It all the time, probably every day. I feel bad for him. I, uh, he's doing okay. He's having a nice career. No, he's got a great career. Now yeah, that said, I don't disagree. It's it's like it's got to be annoying. Hey, yeah. can you a chance to get yeah. my brother? No. Why would I do that? Yeah, but can I come? No. No. What's the last of you? No. What's the last of you? <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, those kind those kind of people, those types of people. I want to ask Oprah. And the Obamas, I'll take either Obama. <laughs> and um, I want to get more sports figures, too. Yeah, who do you want? Steve Largent? Anthony Davis? I don't know who that is. Just mm-hmm. traded to the LA Lakers? So, oh. Power forward for the Lakers. He's uh, a, an all-star. I don't follow the game. LeBron James? I know who that is. He's the, he's the, he's the king. Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart. All, all the great basketball All the great, all the great, all the greats. <laughs> Um, we try on a regular basis to get Hillary Clinton. That's our big one. That's our big swing. Oh, nice. And uh, we've written her enough times that they're probably, we're probably on some list that, yeah. that we're creeping. <clears throat> you know who I'm uh, looking forward to hiking with is some of these Washington um, newscasters, like Dana Bash, mm-hmm. Jake Tapper, who wants to do it, by the way. Oh, yeah, I like Jake. Yeah. It's over there on that CNN, the cable news network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What about uh, like Chris? Uh, musicians I want to get. Why you can't know. I think of Chris's last name? Chris Cuomo? Hayes. Chris Matthews? Uh, Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes. I like Chris uh, yeah. Cuomo as well. Chris Matthews, yeah. yeah I, I don't know if I want to uh, hike with that guy. Kevin, what do, you, what do you think about that, Jimmy? What do you think about that? Well, well what I think Chris is, yeah. and then he interrupts you. Isn't that kind of like, uh, you know. I feel like he'd be a complainy hiker. Who's that? Chris, Chris Matthews? Chris Matthews, yeah. Or maybe he loves it. Maybe he likes to stretch his legs. We don't know anything about that guy. Matt, like that picture of you over there, Matt, looks like Dax Shepard a little bit. You get that? I've, I've gotten oh, yeah. that before. Yes, yeah. I have gotten that before. Yeah. yeah, has he been on the hike with you? No, but uh, Kristen's doing it coming up. You got the, you got Belle up there, huh? Yeah, she'll be coming up soon. Mm, she loves the hike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got Eddie Izzard. You got day. him. He showed up full full outfit, dressed like a woman for the hour uh, hike. Well, up it turned out to be a four hour hike. Why? He's a marathon because he had time. He was only only thing he was doing that day was his concert at the uh, um, Dolby Theater that night. So you know, everybody usually does like an hour, and um, and it's not that challenging but we we hiked from Bronson Canyon all the way up to the Hollywood sign mm. and he didn't have one drop of water no that's not dangerous. that he's like a camel that I guy. drank his water and I was borrowing other people's water too going up the trail and still nothing for him nothing and he was barely sweating and he had like you know a sweater on and a bra he was holding a carousel Carousel. <laughs> Carousel is not that strong. It'll make a barrack around above his head. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. That will provide a lot of shade, though. That's a nice, uh, <laughs> that nice will. option. On what goes up must come down. Spinning wheel. Blood, sweat, and tears. Thought us that, Matt. Hmm? Uh, he had one of those above his head. What was, I asked everybody this. What was the first concert you ever went to? The very first concert was uh, Kiss with Judas Priest opening. Interesting. Who, Where? Uh, at the Chicago Stadium. Chicago Stadium. Fair uh, enough. The Dynasty Tour, 1979. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's see. You, and yours was, give me the year, and I'll try to guess it. All right. I'm guessing the year, but I think it was 1971. 1971 was your first concert. Give me the genre. Was it rock and roll? Maybe 70. And it, it was rock and roll. It was rock and roll. Was it in Connecticut? It was in Connecticut. And it was a band, not a solo artist. It was at the Harvard, it was at either at the Hartford Civic Center or at the... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colt Stadium. Remember the Colt Stadium over there, Steve? Steve remembers. I don't he, think it's a, it was an outdoor football stadium. Uh, and it's a band? Three bands. Three bands. It was the, a trifecta. The headliner was a... Is yeah. A, okay. Yeah. I'm going to say one of them was uh, was Led Zeppelin. No. I'm wrong. All right, who was it then? My, well, my one, of them, one of them was the band Yes. Yes, of course. The great John Anderson on vocal. 
<laughs> Were they yeah, all so. prog rock? Were the other bands prog rock too, or was it like a classic rock? Let me finish. Thing? You'll hear. I'm listening. <laughs> Edgar Winter. Edgar Winter. Dun, 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 Frankenstein. Dun, Frankenstein, yeah. And the big headliners, Eagles. The oh, my God. I was, oh. God damn it. I was going to guess that. You and, were, and it's Eagles. Myself. It's not the Eagles. Yeah, right. right. It's just Eagles. It's like your rhythmics. It was either those three or it was James Taylor. Oh, you can't remember. Connecticut. Oh, oh. Same year. Um, I thought you meant it was either those three or may, you know what? Maybe James Taylor. I never saw those three at all. <laughs> um, uh, did you go with friends, family? Who'd you go with? I went with my friend Bill Brackett. Who you went with Bill? Yeah. How'd Bill, Bill like Billy it? Billy went with me. Great, great man. You yeah, like we it. loved it. In fact, I even peered in through the, uh, it was actually at the Hartford, the Colt Stadium, because I remember peering in through the Fieldhouse window, standing up on a bench and looking in there, and Edgar Winter, who was an albino, mm-hmm. was on the bench practicing his guitar inside the locker room. You know, that's neat. That's cool. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, that was great. It's a good show. That's a good, good show. show. I'd but see that show today. I would go to so many concerts growing up, and I would see the same bands. The Beach Boys played a lot in our neck of the woods. The Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's not really Chicago. I'm just doing an impression. Oh, gee, I thought you, <laughs> no, you didn't insert. Song. You didn't insert some kind right. of. Uh, <laughs> Recording. Ask me, Kevin. Ask me how many times I've seen Chicago. How many times have you seen Chicago in concert? Over one hundred. Shut up. No, it's a true statement. Did you really? Yeah. Because you're from Chicago. Uh, no, they're just my favorite band. So I've. Do seen you know them. the members? I do. I've really? luckily enough that I've become. Uh, I don't want to say friends in any way, shape, or form, but uh, they know me when they see me. It's very nice. Wow. Yeah, it's greatest. They still perform. Are the all the original ones? No, there's only three originals. Is it? Are there two of the Temptations playing with them now? Yeah, they got the Temps. The Temps. And then to quote oh. David Spade, and I think uh, two members of Los Lobos. <laughs> that was a David Spade joke back in the day. That's nice. Uh, he's got a show now over at the Comedy Central, I guess. He does. Nightly show. Have you done that yet, Kevin? <laughs> yes, I have, Jimmy. Uh, uh, right. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> did he go hiking with you? Did you have Spade hike with you? He did, yeah. That's but he was hard to get. It took a long time to get him because he had a lot of demands. It had to be an absolutely flat trail. <laughs> well, that's not a hike. That's no. a that's a walk. A hike's got to be an incline. Yeah, um, but um, there, it was actually an incline. There was a one percent incline, and he he felt it. And he felt it. He, he, he goes, Wait a minute, it. are we going uphill now? <laughs> it's a one percent incline. Well, he gets it. But he was great. I'm glad I waited for him. Good, good, funny guy. Yeah, some people, you know, some people say, well, he's out of town now. He'll be back. You know, uh, he was back, but then he had to leave. And this is like you know five emails later, mm-hmm. and. At first, I'm thinking, that's it. I'm not calling them back. I'm not going to email them back. But then I'm thinking, what have I got to lose? I just keep pestering them until it happens. You know, I'm glad to hear because we run into that from time to time That's as what well. you do, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Well, we, I kind of drop it after like maybe two, they're out of towns, or two, they're not available. And then it's like, you know what? It's obviously they're giving me a signal. I'm oh, okay, I should, I should pick up on that then. Yeah, but you're Kevin Nealon. I you think also know, so. You never know. They might genuinely. They just, might genuinely, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I trust people. You know? Yeah. I don't. I have a little trouble with that. That's why I appreciate the ones that say no. I, you know, right? Not, not, not. Don't want to do that show. Larry David said that. Oh, he did. No, I don't want to do your. I don't want to do that show. And That's you're friendly with Larry. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to spend time with you having a good time. Thanks for inviting me. I don't want to do the show. Just mm-hmm. honest. Doesn't yeah. hurt your feelings at all. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he could have said, I don't like hiking. Yeah. And then could, that's an easy excuse for anybody. Yeah. But I know I know who he is, so it doesn't hurt my feelings. That's true. So, right. No. Uh, all right. Kevin Nealon is here. Let's go around the horn and check in with everybody uh, over there at the Pop Culture Museum. But that is uh, uh, sponsored by DogPile.com. That's Garen Cockrell. Hi, Garen. Hello. Now, you guys are not on social media anymore, Elliot and Gar- uh, uh, Matt. Correct. Um, Why is Ke- that? Kevin, there's no reason that uh, you would follow Garen. Uh, um, go ahead. It's, that that it's wasn't much. good for me. It wasn't good for my health. <laughs> this is just... Uh, just a toxic uh, 
You're spending too much time on it. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't making me feel good. So I so the therapist told you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I acted as my own therapist and said stop this, and uh, it it made a difference. I feel so like. every 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 fifty minutes during the day, you go, our time's up. <laughs> <laughs> our yep. time's, I'm sorry, I'm tired. Our time's up. He resets every minute, every hour. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so anyway, Garen saw a movie over the weekend, okay. and, and it destroyed him. What? It destroyed yeah, him. Very much did. What did in you a, see? In a good way? I, I don't know. I saw Britney Runs a Marathon. Britney Runs a Marathon. Okay. And Which I loved. Which uh, you uh, saw last week. I saw it. And by the way, I I, I also uh, was very emotional at the end of the movie. I don't know uh, anything about it. Can, can is it a documentary or what is it? No, it's about uh, the uh, Jillian Bell plays a woman named Brittany who runs a marathon. Okay. It's, Based on a true story. Based on a true story, yeah, which you which don't they know. Don't advertise at all. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that takes away from it. Oddly enough, uh, no, it thanks not. for telling us. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't. You're, I apologize. That's where's the marathon take place? It's the New York, New York Marathon. marathon. It's I a know, really I didn't good know they had one. Oh, yeah, once a year, Kevin. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to live in New York. I'm surprised you. Uh, yeah, but I was about very close minded. I see. No, it's a great movie. It's really good. When I was watching it, it was getting a little hard to enjoy because I was like, oh, it, it very much was, was a, like I related to it a lot. Okay. Like, a lot, I mean, she parties, which I don't do, but that But you, but of, you do your own version of partying. Yeah. You do your own way of numbing yourself and trying to stay out of life. Yeah. And it, it was like I was, when I got home, I, and I was on Twitter about it, like I usually am. Yes, he was. <laughs> very near having a breakdown like oh legit yes he was oh my gosh yeah it was now wait did she die no 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 oh. she runs the marathon jimmy did you it's think of the title <laughs> why 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 not just watch the new york marathon what's the difference between watching the marathon and watching this movie mm. uh movie shorter do the they... movie is a little shorter <laughs> okay. okay yeah okay I, yeah. unless you're watching maybe one of the elite people how long's the movie two hours it it's is about a, 25 miles. I think it's a 155. <laughs> okay. So that's too fast. That's a, 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 even the fastest runner even the fastest. Would, would take longer than that. You all right, Kev? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, I want to. So you saw this movie before, Garen. Did, did, did it ever occur to you this is going to, like, this? did it remind you of Garen? No. Do you think this is going to. No, but I think there's a way for all of us to, to uh, maybe not as much as Garen, but then you could watch this and you could relate to it and go. Mm -hmm. You know what? Uh, maybe I should uh, change some things in my life. Too. Does that mean you, you're going to run a marathon now? I ran last night. How'd that go? Really? At uh, like 11.30 at night, I was like, I'm going to get I took my dogs out. I walked like half a block, and then I ran the other half. Hmm. I am a ghost. The other half I'm of the block? Dead. I'm laying on the street <laughs> as we speak. There's a lot, right? I'm haunting your studio right As now. I've said on this very program, when I started running and, get, and getting it, I would, I would walk half a block, run half a block, walk half mm -hmm. a block, and then you just keep adding to the running. And then until you get it. So, uh, yeah, it, I mean, I, I've never had a visceral reaction to a movie the way I did. Wow. Like, on the way And home, you've seen a snuff film. <laughs> well, I've got a, that whole collection. I know you that, <laughs> You know, right, it's so worth a not, lot of that's, money. That's, was it like watching the Hannah Gatsby uh, special? You know, yeah, it, it, it's that wow. emotionally. Mm -hmm. She's a comedian, right? Did you watch that, Garen? No. no. Uh, that Natalie. Is that what it's called? No. What's it called? Nadia. Nata. Uh, Natty. <laughs> Nanette. Nanette. That's right. She's a British girl, right? She's Australian. Uh, Australian. I'll see. So back to uh, uh, the um, the marathon, Nanette marathon. What happened? With what? With the marathon? Yeah. Nanette went, runs a marathon. What happened? <laughs> oh. Oh, man. 
that, that's an ultra marathon. You don't want to be a spoiler. It. No spoiler alert, yeah, though, because no, no. now I want to go see it. Yeah. You know, in Australia, they run the marathons backwards. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, upside down. Oh. oh, Jimmy, what happened to your arm? You got a bruise there. We yeah, boy, look at that. You got a shot for something? I've, what? I've, look at that. Look at that you old give, man arm. Give blood. I haven't been. I can't, I can't do any exercise. So I have no muscle. I gave blood three times in the last four days. Whoa. Why? I got some stuff going on. You do? Yeah. But uh, I had to take some blood there. How do you feel? No, they took blood the last three or the four days. Well, that's so, not good, is so it? So lightheaded? So, okay. so here's what happened. They, get, they took it the first day. We got your blood results back. Doesn't look good, but we want to take another one. And so the next day they take another one mm -hmm. and then the results from that. Okay, we got your second blood results back. Um, we're a little concerned. We want to take one more um, vial. That's basically it. Is that really? Yeah. Wow. That's basically it. Couldn't Actually, they... the middle one, in fairness, the middle one was for a different battery, hmm. but the first and third were... We got them back. There's some things we don't like. We're going to do it. We're going to do when it do I get the results back from I'm that? Gonna, I'll email them to you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and I have a feeling, because I got the results back last night from the uh, from the return, that they probably will call me to do a third one tomorrow. That's Tell me your symptoms of why you went in for a blood test. I stubbed my toe. And, uh, <laughs> I hit it very harshly against a coffee table. And I think they're overreacting with the blood work. But uh, uh, I, 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 Tired? I, tired? Fatigued? Yeah, a little fatigue, of course. Yeah. 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 Burning? Uh, there's no burning. No burning? No, there's no burning. No. <laughs> Coughs? Blood? Blood uh, on the stool? Uh, not at this time, no. I've had that in the past. You have? Sure. Blood on the stool? Absolutely. <laughs> you seem proud of it. Seems so weird to be proud of it. But yes, I, I've had that. <laughs> and, and the result was? Uh, hemorrhoids. Fissure. I had a fissure. Yeah, yeah. Fissures. Uh, no hemorrhoid, just a fissure. Fissure, yeah. Those are the worst, man. What's that word? You got to use tux. <laughs> yeah, we got to use tux. Uh, keep Jimmy, it, keep it wet down there. Uh, yeah, mine's not so severe that I needed the uh, the tux, Jim. Okay, so we had blood in the stool. How about blood in the urine? Um, uh, no, I've never had that. Coughing up blood? Uh, no. Nosebleeds? Uh, no. Blood from the ears? <laughs> Eyes? It's like only okay. the only blood here is the blood they've been taking out of his yeah, arm yeah, every day. Yeah, it's, it's just the blood pooling in my elbow. I mean, look at it, literally, and the one, That's a big bruise, yeah. This time she said, she goes, oh, I know why you're bruising. You have very thin veins. Yeah, you're probably going to bleed in there for a while. Like, wait, what? Uh, what do you mean bleed in there for a while? What are you, what are you, what, why are you nodding your head, Stephen Yates? I, uh, I am a platelet donor. Every month I donate platelets. And uh, so I have a lot, of, I get a lot of needles in my arms, one in each arm. They take the blood out, run it through the thing, take out your platelets, and then give you back the rest. Okay. Wow. And the last time I was there, she went uh, into the vein and through the vein. Oh, Jesus! Oh. And, you know, I, I get that so often. I'm not tough, but I didn't feel it at all. Three days later, I'm sitting watching TV. I look down. I've got a bruise that goes all the way down my really? arm. Oh. And I freak out and you know, bruise after get donating blood. And they say, the needle has gone through the vein and uh, put ice on it. And, wait, and it was painful. And this is a Red Cross. You know, you hate to call and say, hey, I'm hurt. Yeah, there's a situation in the Bahamas, sir. We're a little busy at the moment. <laughs> so, uh, but that's, that's what that is. They've gone through the vein. And so if you had thin veins... That went through it. I got, could happen I got, more often. I got thin veins. That's what I've been told. How do you feel today? I feel okay today. I feel okay today. Are you a hypochondriac at all? Maybe In my youth, I think I was, but I think uh, I, I think I, you know I was painted as a hypochondriac, but I, there was yeah. always something going on. I think, but you know, the fact that there was always something going on made people think I was making stuff up. I feel like I could drop dead any minute. Just uh, any moment <laughs> yeah. of the day. Any minute. <laughs> Yeah. But you have a wife and son. You don't want to do that. That's why I got to live. I know it. <clears throat> My son's worried about me dropping dead. He is? Yeah. Oh, no. Because I'm an older dad, you know? 
Yeah, but you look great. You're in great shape. You're hiking, right? You're staying well, in I'm shape. Hiking? Yeah, I'm going to be around longer than he is. <laughs> oh my God. Is that a threat? <laughs> no, no. I hope, I hope he lives to be 120, but I'll be 170. Do you, um, as an older father, because I'm much older than my son as well, uh, have the, did you get sad from time to time, like, oh, I, will never, I won't get to see him be 50? Does that bum no, you out? It, well, it did until the other day. My wife sent me one of those apps where you can make people look older. Yes. She sent me a picture of him as a uh, 55-year-old. So I thought, why do I have to go on living now? Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got the, you got the picture? Well, that's yeah. what that'll be. Okay. I'll see you picture. later. <laughs> All right. I'll even show it to you, man. Okay. I know you can't. Can you? Can't what? We have a visual here, right? Yeah, there's 3,000 cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, so I saw that, and uh, he, um, I, it kind of brought a tear to my eye, because I thought, this is what he's going to look like. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's like Kenny Rogers. That's craziness. Look at how handsome that young man's going to be ah, at 55. Right? He's got a beard. He's going to be a looks the, the like... forced Lothario at 55. He's going to be out at yeah. the... Looks like a villain from a Superman movie. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. That app can't yeah. quite make you look that old, right? His face should be older. Yeah, they do all the, the beard and the gray hair to, to sort of... Yeah. Somebody sent me the one. I'll, I'll show you. The, this is the one of me that somebody did. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I guess I'm going to be 70 or something like that. Um, let me see if I can find it quickly uh, so I'm not wasting people's time. There oh, there it is. <clears throat> there, uh, there's me. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Hey, you look that's like Bob Barker. You me. do, actually. There we go. That's, uh, that's me right there. Is that really you? Uh, what app is that? Uh, I, I don't know, because I didn't that's do it. I just took that picture this morning. <laughs> my wife also deleted the app because she heard a rumor that yes. the Russians made it. Yeah. Uh, which is why somebody, somebody actually made this for me and sent it to me. Um, and I look just like my grandfather. Wow. I look just oh, wow. like my grandfather. Really? Yes. Jimmy, did you see the picture that's going around of you in your early stand-up days? No. Yeah, I sent oh, that out yeah. a couple weeks it's, ago because I thought that it was it's really telling. Shocking how how it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is that happening? Is that Paulie Shore? <laughs> no, that's me. That's a, on, I'm going to say Eddie, Eddie Murphy's, Murphy's uh, body. body. Yeah, that's the original. From Raw. Yeah, and who made that? Is that never not uh, yeah. shopped? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and why is that happening? Because we talked about Eddie Murphy at length last I guess, episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It works though. Did you work with Eddie? Uh, I forget the, your entire resume. Have you done it, Eddie Murphy? Daddy's daycare, anything like that? I did. I was in Daddy's daycare. Oh, you were Daddy daycare, yeah. Oh. But I never worked with him on SNL. No, I was at the 40th uh, SNL reunion when he was there. Yeah, that was an interesting night. Yeah, at the uh, party afterwards, you know, at the Plaza Hotel, Trump was there, of course. Donald Trump. Yeah, with Melania, and mm-hmm. he was walking by. This before president. And I said, hey, I, I called him and said, hey, Trump, because I know him from the show and, you know, some other things. And he sees me with my wife and he smiles. He goes, Neilan, you did all right for yourself. And then right home, my wife goes, what a pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the after party also, um, it's like two in the morning and Prince is floating by with his little uh, posse, you know. Mm. And my wife is a huge Prince fan. And, I'm, you know, I, I appreciate him, mm. but I'm not like she was, you know, obsessed with him stalking him <laughs> and uh we have eye contact he's very short and uh and i said hey prince how you doing and i held my hand out and he shook it and he goes hey how you going and then my wife was there i said this is my wife susan and she stuck her hand out and she shook it and then they kind of floated away i was gonna take a picture but one of the posse says no 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 pictures and then uh my wife goes oh my god he never shakes hands <laughs> i said well he does now he does now yeah yeah and my other story from that night was uh, Peyton Manning's there because he hosted the show once. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm standing there talking to him. And I say, after the small talk, I say, hey, you mind if I get a picture for my son? Because I'm not really a fan. <laughs> I didn't tell him that. He goes, sure. So I gave my phone to somebody. They took our picture. And Peyton took the phone and gave it to his brother, Eli. He goes, Eli, you like this picture? Is it good? Can you approve of this? Eli took it, looked at it, gave it back to me. He goes, yeah. Half hour later, I go on my phone. And it's all in Chinese. All the fonts Chinese. Nothing in English. <laughs> Nothing. And I'm thinking, how did that happen? A minute. Wait a minute. The Peyton brothers got a scam going on. The Manning brothers, yeah. The Mannings. And so I found, uh, I went back to the ballroom. You know, now it's like three in the morning and Peyton's tall. He's towering over most of the people. I see him. He sees me coming in. He's across the ballroom. He goes, Neilan, how's your phone? <laughs> so I, I knew that Eli did it. So I found Eli. And I had gave him the phone. I said, Eli, I hate the Giants, man. You suck. Fix my phone. And he smiled and he fixed it. <laughs> Does that make you a fan of that, of that, of, after that? Because that, that's fun. It is fun. It is. And it, it kind of told me a lot about them as brothers. Yeah. And it, and, uh, um, I do like watching the Giants lose now, though. <laughs> no, I do. I mean, it it was kind of fun. That's fun crazy. to do it. But it was really frustrating. I was asking everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody from, that was you know in the show I said you know how to get this back to can I see your phone can I, you know because I didn't have any reference would you know how to do that quickly if, if somebody did that to your phone uh, not oh, I mean I Steve think, does but he's a chemical engineer yeah, yeah the problem is if you go into the settings you can't see what settings right. are what because yeah, it's, it's Chinese, Chinese. Yeah. you'd have to have it memorized on some yeah. can Siri do it Oh, that's a good question. You, what, you got a second phone? Oh, if you had a second Apple phone there you oh that's why I was asking yeah, people oh, I was asking right. people to go can or does Siri, Siri then turn to only recognize I called Siri and Siri goes oh Dean but you what's she did not but the great that. thing about that whole uh, episode was yes. I have 100 uh, new Chinese followers oh now. that's great <laughs> right you're branching out thanks for the yeah, Mannings exactly so we thank the Mannings we thank the Mannings Absolutely. we give them love and praise <laughs> we give them, sir, do give them love and praise yeah. um Something about a celebrity taking a time, taking the time to do a prank is so I, charming. Yeah. To me. It's like it's, it, it goes back to Rob Reiner telling us that story about the, do you know this story, Kevin? I'm sure you do. You're in those circles where he and his friends in the seventies decided to do a prank around Hollywood saying that Anson Williams died. And they just decided to spread that rumor around Hollywood. And I just thought that celebrities <laughs> yeah. just doing this unnecessary prank to make each other laugh. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Hanson Williams appreciated that joke? <laughs> sure, he did not. I thought he was a star of a big TV show at the time. Yeah, probably just like Dennis Yeah, it would be sad now, like but now. then it's funny because he's a, on top of the world. Yeah. He Jimmy, wasn't... when did you come to Hollywood? Excuse me, Matt. Sorry. Uh, 1900. For interrupting you again. <laughs> uh, 1995. 95? Yeah. Kind of a late late start for you then, huh? Well, that may be younger than you think I am, but... Um, <laughs> It, um, I, uh, yeah, 95. 95, that's I mean, when I left SNL. Yeah, I said, if that guy's going to get out there, I got to get out there yeah, before he does. Exactly. Uh, and you know, I've told you this story before. I saw you do stand-up comedy opening up for Gary Shanling at Poplar Creek in Chicago, an outdoor uh, venue. I remember that place. That was uh, the summer. You, uh, the outdoor venues are better in the summer than the winter. They sure are. Especially in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it just makes sense. Chicago. Um, and you were very funny. Boy, you were funny. Thank you. Funnier than Gary? Um, on that night? <clears throat> do you know that I have a piece of Gary at home, his ashes? You do? It's in a, uh, a little urn that I wear around my neck. Those and sometimes I will go hiking with him. Oh, you will? You'll bring him out yeah. there with you? Yeah. And you got, were you got, were your friends at the time, or did you bond on that tour? We were friends. Oh, you were. And yeah. he, he brought you out to open for him. That That's was his right. choice. That's right. We had a good time. Mm -hmm. We had a good uh, time. We did a couple of cities. 
Now, you were not, at that time, you were not uh, known. Everybody's there to see Gary Shandling. Um, but you're going out in front of 15,000 yeah. people. Uh, uh, was that easy to win them over? Uh, did, were there times you didn't? Well, it wasn't. I wasn't completely unknown. I had done The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson a few times. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, some of the other shows, Letterman. So, you know, but of course they were there to see Gary. But <clears throat> when they left, they missed me. You know. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. There's no, no, question. no it, was a, it was a really fun time for me. And, you know, I was really good friends with Gary. And he passed away a couple of years ago. But that tour was so funny. I still have pictures at home of it, us bike riding and stuff. And my wife at the time came and uh, his girlfriend was there. So it wasn't a great trip, but, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was good. So, um, but yeah, that was Chicago and that's where you're from. That's right. Yeah. Until 95 when I moved out here. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just circling back to that because I thought maybe. And you were you came out here prepared to do stand up, or did you open oh, open mic nights? No, no, I'd been doing stand up for six years at that point. So I at Zanies. Uh, at the Zanies? I would do Zanies, yeah. and I would do uh, the Chicago thing, and then a guy named you probably remember this guy Eric Fagan. You remember Eric Fagan? Yeah, he yeah from um, um, Steely Dan. <laughs> yeah, I saw Steely Dan a concert. They saw me in the audience. They yeah. said you should uh, go out to LA and do stand up. And I was like, all right, these guys seem to understand what they're doing. Uh, Eric Fagan was booking the Improv at the time, and then he was yeah. going to go into management. Yep. Saw me in Chicago and said, move out to LA and I'll manage you. So I said, okay, I'll You're do still that. with him. Uh, no, he quit the business about three months later. <laughs> I'm not kidding. He quit the business. And did, so, what was that phone call like? Um, hey, I'm out. He's like, uh, my life has changed. I'm not going to be doing this. Uh, so uh, good luck. What's he doing now? I don't know. Might be in Florida. Might live in Florida. I think he's still managing. And he's got he's got guys. He's got yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, he's, he's got, got Jim Belushi. Yeah. Jim Belushi. Why, why was that my go-to second name? <laughs> I don't know. For for the biggest names I could think of, you know, Hanks, Jim Belushi. Yeah, because it's nineteen eighty six. You ever work with Jim Belushi? No. No. I don't think so. Possibly. You're pretty possible. Your resume is uh, is vast. It's extensive. Yeah, damn, yeah. Damn right it is, and rightfully so. Yeah, I, I'm ubiquitous. I'm everywhere, man. I've got. I look. I, I look at my, you know, IMDb thing, and I just I don't have time to scroll all the way through it. It's just on and on and on. Mm -hmm. uh, is it because you lose interest, or is just? Uh, no, I have no feelings in my fingers. <coughs> so it's hard it to take so long. Yeah, but yeah, sense. yeah. No, I um. Do you check your IMDb? No, I, I, I know I what I've done. It hasn't been updated in a while. <laughs> you know, when you're, you got my career, it's, uh, you, you know, you, you know your items. Do you like trophies and awards? I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't, <laughs> who doesn't like to be rewarded for Who doesn't like to be told, uh, hey, nice job? I'll be honest with you. I feel bad about this, but whenever I get like one of those, like the award you have over there, that crystal one, the glass one, I go, no, where am I going to put this? You know? And then I end up like throwing it away. Really? Yeah. What? But we just put the one, and there it is. Because you know what awards are, right? Just a way of getting people to come to the event. Sure. You know? Like when somebody says they want you to come, they want to honor you. It's just a way of them getting people to come and buy tickets. Mm. So you're kind of like a prostitute, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, but you're getting a nice trophy out of the deal. Do you want to keep that? Fuck. Do you want to keep that little award over there? But we do. We've got the one. <laughs> We're proud of the one. Sounds like you're trying to take it away from us. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Like, where's your self-respect? It's, like, it's over there on that show. Yeah. Do you need an award? <laughs> Do I? Yes. I feel, I feel like he regrets throwing away that one award and he wants to replace it with ours. Sounds like it. Also, we didn't have to go to a, any ceremony to get that. They mailed it to us. They mailed it to us, yeah. That was nice. Wow, that's even worse. We were asked to go. <laughs> that's we worse. were asked to, yeah, uh, sure. to participate. It was in Aspen, right? So Aspen, Colorado, that's right. Did Eric ask you? 
didn't know Eric was out again. Out of business at that point. <laughs> no. That was not uh, an Eric Fagan. It was his uh, last duty. <laughs> I'm uh, quitting, but by first I have to ask you, do you want to go to Aspen? Eric got me a big audition when I first moved here. I can't remember what it was for, but he got me a huge audition for a role. Was it for that uh, <laughs> stop motion animation? It was thing? for that. But then they got some <laughs> Want to be guy. a dentist? <laughs> yeah. I'd like... Uh, do you have a dog, do you, Jimmy? No, I'm allergic to dogs, Kevin. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely allergic. You tried them all? Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of breeds. Give it each one out there a run. Uh, Newfoundland? Uh, yes. Is that a dog? Uh, I don't know. All dogs. Hot dogs? All dogs. Can't be around dogs. I went to a shelter uh, yesterday. Okay. Since you asked. You're looking to get, are you looking to get a dog or are you getting yeah. rid of yours? Looking to get one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people go to shelters and they get rid of their old dog and they get a puppy, mm-hmm. you know, or they want a puppy. But the, oh. the older dogs are much better because they're, they're relaxed, you know, they're housebroken. Mm-hmm. So we looked at about six dogs, my son, my wife, me, and uh, didn't feel the connection with any of them. Mm. And went went out of there empty-handed. All right. Nobody passed the audition. So you're going to go to another shelter and maybe check out another site? No, I'm going to give them time to rehearse. Okay. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> See them again. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, give them another shot. Is there a, tip- a, a certain kind you're looking for or just one that... Uh, Not a purebred dog. Okay. Because they are very, um, you know, inbred and they have a lot of health problems. You know... I sleep at night with a CPAP machine. Oh, you do? Yeah, and also a night guard and a retainer. My wife says, it's like sleeping with someone in ICU. I said, who have you been sleeping with in ICU? How do you know that? <laughs> she shouldn't know that, yeah. should she? <laughs> but so my son wanted a bulldog. And I said, those things are so inbred. You know, you see their underbite and they, they struggle to breathe. They don't live long. And I know that dog's going to be fighting me for my CPAP machine and my retainer. <laughs> and I don't want to have any part of that. Right. Take a break. We'll be right back. You looked around and said, what did you want, a standing ovation? What did you want? You looked around like, well, I'm not getting what I wanted. No, I saw that, you know, you are like a stone wall, but I know Steve I, is an audience member. He's really authentic and real. I looked over to him and he enjoyed it. He enjoyed I it. I was enjoying it as much as I should have given it. I gave it exactly what it deserved. You know what they say in the old showbiz ad, adage, if you can make it in old Saybrook, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Jimmy, let, let me hear your courtesy laugh again. What's it sound like? <laughs> You've heard it. What's it sound like? I don't know if I can do anything. I, I don't know. It, it, it has to come up organically. Uh, uh, a courtesy laugh comes But there's up no question you've heard it. There's no doubt in my mind. You know what? No. I have, somebody told me I have my own laugh track. Like when I'm talking or talking and oh, telling they, stories and stuff, I put my own laugh. And it's true. I notice I do that. You kind of giggle at your own yeah, conversation. Yeah, just to give you an idea that that's what I think is funny. I'm mm. trying to communicate to you. You know, like... Um, I can't even think of, but let's just say this is funny that I, you know, I, I was drinking a bottle of water in my car, and it tasted pepperminty, minty. And I looked down, I saw that my wife had put her gum in there. <laughs> See that? That was like a little laugh track. <laughs> but are you actually laughing, or is it totally affected? Like you're, it's a, it's a fake. You're doing your it's, own it's, funny. It's laugh. my signal to you that that's where you're supposed to laugh. So you don't actually think it's funny? No, because I've told the story a couple times. All right, yeah. The gum water story you've told? Yeah, strong stuff. Of course, you keep trotting that back out. Why wouldn't you? Um, also, uh, yes. Another highlight uh, that I've learned this year uh, from a, a DJ, a disc jockey, a disc jockey mm-hmm. in uh, Austin, Texas. We went out for uh, a lunch after we'd done a show. Dale Dudley. Dale Dudley. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good man. And I've been doing a show for years, yeah. and we always go out for lunch afterwards, you know, or the next day. And so we got to lunch, and he said to me, "I got to tell you something. I noticed that." You are not getting recognized as much as you used to. I never thought about that before. But he's right. I'm not getting as recognized as much anymore. And I'm okay with it. You are. It's kind of nice, actually. 
Is it because it's mostly young people that recognize uh, I think it's younger celebrity? people, and you know, the older people maybe aren't going out to eat as much mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, teeth. Know, I, don't, I don't know the logic. Uh, There's new shows on. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I was okay with that, because it's kind of nice to go incognito. I still wear the full disguise. You know, <laughs> oh, that's probably what uh, set you back. That's hurt you. I had a beekeeper hat on. <laughs> Dude, they're not going to recognize you at all if you're wearing that over your yeah. head. I know. Uh, how's Dale doing? Is Dale... Uh, Dale's doing great. He's got that hot wife. I, I don't know. What, uh, I'm I, only saying that because he says it. Oh, that's his he thing on, on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Dale in years. You haven't met Austin. I only do Friday, Saturday, so um, or just Saturday most recently. So, so uh, when do you go in? You go in I, on a... I, I will call in. So I don't go in. Oh. And you know, Collins, a radio show. Uh, they hate that. Suck. And they don't like that. They don't like it. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. The listeners doesn't I like it. I like it because you don't have to drive over there. That part. Hello. But, yeah, but then you can't connect. It's, uh, yeah, it's really quick, too. Yeah. Yeah. And you want it to be quick because you, you, you have zero connection with that person. And uh, How about Kansas City? You ever worked there? I have not. I, not in uh, 19, you know what? 96 is the last time I was in Kansas City. How do you City. remember the dates? Because I remember uh, I was uh, the club was like open for that uh, little uh, period of time. Right, right. Uh, and I saw the Royals. I went to see the Royals play. It's my favorite stadium in the country. Did you ever throw a ball in the first game? I have. It's right up for whom? There, right there, with the Chicago White Sox. Me too. You did it for the White Sox as well. I did. It was the Cubs against the White Sox. Wrigley Whoa. Field. Wow. And um, this is maybe twelve years ago, fifteen years ago. It was nineteen ninety nine. I don't know. Century. I don't remember. But um, I hadn't thrown a hardball in a long time. And I was in the hotel because I was doing a gig in town. And so that morning, I thought I'd go to a park. And I'd find a couple of guys playing ball and say, hey, can I you know, throw a couple? Mm-hmm. And so I go there and to the park. And the only person I could find is a father with his like six-year-old son playing catch. And I asked the guy, I said, would you mind if I throw the ball with you a few times? He probably thought I never had a father. <laughs> I want to get that experience, you know? <laughs> And the little kid looked so sad. He kind of walked mm-hmm. off the field, you know. But I told him, I said, I'm throwing the first pitch in, you know, for the Did for they the recognize you? I know you have trouble um, with that. I don't know if you did or not. <laughs> okay. Because I had a catcher's mask on. <laughs> You're always hiding yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to take pictures. So um, so I threw a couple of balls. And, uh, and not too bad, but I saw the kid on the side. He looked so sad, like I just pushed him out of his family. Yeah. You know? I said, okay, I think that's good. So I go, to the, I go to the park. They give me the jersey, like you have on. And... I've never been so nervous right? about something. I mean, never. And uh, I'm really anxious about it. And finally, uh, they bring me out to the mound, and the catcher squats down. They announce me, and uh, you know, I got the stance of the pitcher. I'm looking at my calls, my signals from the catcher, mm-hmm. and I'm shaking them off. You're shaking. You shake I them shake off? them off the first time, Smart. the second time, the third time. I shake them off the fourth time. He gets up. He starts coming to the mound. You're gonna I go, no, 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 that's okay. We'll do that last one you said. <laughs> I thought he would, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I wound up and I threw it. Strike. A little high, but fast. A little high, fast. You don't want to hit the dirt. How about yours? Um, if it was a left-handed uh, hitter, just a tad inside. Uh, it would have been a ball, but just a tad. Maybe a, a, a generous ump may have called it a strike. Okay. Um, I've told the story before, but I'll tell, share it with you. Ed Farmer, who does the play-by-play on the radio for the White Sox, gave me great advice right before I was going to do it. I was up uh, in the booth saying hello to people, and uh, they said, this is Jimmy Pardo. He's going to be throwing out the first pitch. And he said, he goes, it's not the first pitch. Think of it as the first toss. If you think you're playing catch with your dad, you're not going to throw it away. If you're just trying to aim, like throwing the ball that direction and not throwing a strike, you'll probably throw a strike. And it was like, that was the best advice because then it loosened me up and I just like, I just have to throw it that direction and then boom, right in there. 
Right, right. The announcer. It's an experience, about it. wasn't it? It's was great. It was cool because you are. It's. It, I'm not as famous as you, but it's still. No, you're, it never will be. Well, I, I'm about <laughs> to do this, uh, this new animated thing. I mean, they're forcing a guy out. <laughs> um, uh, you don't want to be the joke. You don't want to be the, the no. The, uh, the, you know, the clips of like Gary Delabonte. But Delabonte, George uh, George W. Bush. Uh, yeah. No, George W. The original Bush. One of them. The threw, original threw it uh, uh, poorly. Yeah. Uh, I think W was like he could have pitched for the yeah right <laughs> he was good. Uh, there's and there's the one female actress who threw threw it like basically just threw it at her feet like it was that horrible. Yeah, but you don't uh, want to be part of that compilation. Right. I was friends uh, for a while. I went to Todd Zeal. Oh, played for the Mets. Played for the uh, Cubs as well. Yeah, and Mike Piazza. Mm-hmm. And they invited me to batting practice at Shea Stadium. How was that? Oh man, I didn't think I'd hit any. Of, and but, but it was me and um, I think me and Todd against Mike Piazza and their their right fielder, uh, Latino guy. I forget his name. O'Malley. No, <laughs> no. I forget his name. But anyway, so I get up there and I got the. the he gives me these two batting gloves. You know, they're really thick. And the pitcher, you know, is behind that little cage mm-hmm. net, and he throws the he's throwing the ball like seventy miles an hour. And I was hitting like every one of them out to left field, left field, left field. And for a week or two after that, I couldn't grab anything with my hands. They were so <laughs> sore. Really? Yeah, because I was hitting like short on the bat, you know, down by the handle. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I didn't have those gloves on, you think you could see two hooks right now? <laughs> That's right. That seems unfair. <laughs> uh, do you think you could have connected to hit one out of the park, or were they not? Uh, were you not making that kind of contact? Uh, I was getting pretty deep into left field. Really? Yeah, but I don't think I could hit it. Out Did of the you park. play baseball in high school, college? No, little league. Not at little all. league. I played. You played, and then uh, that, that was enough for you. I was more of a football guy. You loved it. You liked the gridiron. <laughs> yes yes I like the great iron the pig skin yeah sure. yeah. yeah you like the tight pants yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, and you still follow football that's the thing you follow well I want to start following it this year normally I like watching like the playoffs and, mm-hmm. the, and the you know um, but the game the other night was great I mean I watched the, most of the innings like the five or six innings of it are we talking I don't know what sport you're talking sorry, about sorry I'm at quarters <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But I do want to get into it. I want to find a team. But I'm, you know, I grew up in Connecticut, like like Steve here. Yeah. And we're in between New York and Boston. Mm-hmm. He's closer to Boston, but so it was a kind of a tough choice. So I ended up not really being a fan of any one team, mm-hmm. and I still am not. But if I have a friend that's a quarterback on the team, like I know Aaron Rodgers a little bit, so mm-hmm. I like Green Bay. Okay. <clears throat> and then you know uh, Brett Favre, I knew him a little bit, mm-hmm. so I like Green Bay. He's uh, selling razors now. Is he? Brett Favre. He puts his name on a razor. Good for him. Right? He's getting some of that razor money. Would you do a commercial, Jimmy, if somebody asked you? I've, yeah, I've done commercials. You have? Absolutely. What yeah. commercial did you do? Um, I did a Rally's hamburger spot. That was my... Uh, my Rally's or Rally's? Uh, Rally's. R-A-L-L-E-Y-S, I want to say. Maybe just Y-S. Okay. How would they spell it? I think it's just Y. There's no... There's what? Yeah, I don't I think, think there's any. There was one right near your house. I'm almost positive it's not an E. I would yeah, say I'm 80% like, sure. Did a rallies, and then I was a spokesman for a mall up in Portland for six years. I remember seeing you on a lot of commercials. No, I just made it very clear I've done uh, uh, the two that I just spoke of. <laughs> I think you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I make that up? Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, I'm not hanging out with Arnold Palmer, you know, uh, but I would uh, I would do uh, yeah. commercials. Arnold Palmer was the best. Man. Was he a nice man to oh, you? Oh, what a nice man. What and, a full life he had. And do you are you a golfer as well? I am. And are you a decent golfer? Um, let's just say professional. No, <laughs> no, I'm not a good golfer at all. What is that? But what does that mean to you? Are you? Are you it shoot, doesn't mean anything. I like I like the hope of the game. You know, you, you shoot in the '90s. You shoot in the '80s. Yeah, the uh, I shoot in the '90s. And you enjoy it. Doesn't matter. I do. I do. Yeah, I haven't played in a while though. 
What have you hurt yourself? I, yeah, I got a sore shoulder. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's called arthritis. You're getting older. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with it. Mm. <laughs> you're not. You're, so you're not mm. getting older. <laughs> no, I'm not getting older. Okay. Uh, um, like, I got arthritis from somebody. It's contagious. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do get older, and you start replacing body parts. Like I got a hip. I had replaced. I didn't know you had a hip replacement. Oh, wow. You're like Bo Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Alec Baldwin just had a hip replaced. I didn't know that about year. Alec Baldwin. He's got another one coming up. The other, the other side. I got a shoulder. I got to have replaced. They're going to replace your shoulder. Yeah. They still have the other hip, so they could use that in my shoulder. No, they can't. No, they can't, <laughs> no? Kevin. Okay. That's no, no. No, I have. Um, yeah. So you know, I used to tell people it's from playing football and stuff and rugby, but it's genetic. It's all DNA. My mother had a lot of her body parts replaced. She did. Yeah. Do you like going in for surgery, or do you, do you I do. stress out about it? I do. It? I don't really need the body parts. I like the surgery. <laughs> you just like the time there? Yeah. No, I've had friends that went to the dentist because they are drug addicts, and they oh. just wanted the, the medication. They'd have a tooth pulled to get drugs. Whoa, that's an addiction. Or a crown or veneers put on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah. So, um, I do, I kind of like the idea of going into surgery because it is such a lesson in surrendering and mm. trust and knowing that your life is in these people's hands and they're all professionals and they're going to take care of you, hopefully. Yeah. And then they put that heavy, warm blanket on you. Steve, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's warm and they tuck you in and you got a little bit of that Valium or whatever it is going through your veins. Mm-hmm. And just everybody looks good and they're professionals and you love everybody and... You know, you, you tr- my wife always brings a camera in out of recovery because she wants to record me because the, the drugs are still working. I'm really silly with the doctor. Yeah. You know, calling him captain and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> but um, but I do like the feeling of going under. And, but, but but coming out, uh, what, I, I, I'm paranoid and nauseous, nauseated when I come out of it. And I don't like coming out of uh, being put under anesthesia. Well, why are you paranoid? It's just one of the effects it has on me. Okay. So you need to get a different um, drug. Different. Ask your uh, anesthesiologist. When's your next one? You go every week. I go every once a week. I go every yeah. Thursday okay. at three uh, thirty. Yeah. Uh-huh. I uh, yeah. Because I, I would get that too. I would get nauseated because uh, I had my tore both of my bicep muscles. Oh, how'd you do that? One was playing basketball. Oh boy. And then two years later, moving a couch, lifting a couch up with one arm and trying to get the electric cord out from under the uh, leg. Oh boy. Yeah, and, oh, and I, I felt that imagine. one go. Jesus. But Christ. I came out of that one and I was so nauseated. Yeah. I felt I was throwing up. And, but then they changed it after that. They did? Yeah. Yeah, I have to, I, I did not know you could tell them, like when I would have those reactions. And you asked for I the did, menu. I didn't know that. I didn't. Ask for the menu. Nobody asked me. Nobody. Yeah, they have dailies. They, they have got the specials. Fresh, mm. The specials. I see. Stuff just flown in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the best. Um, one of the times my wife was with me and she told me that I, I spent the entire time coming out of surgery going, nobody's kicking me out of here. <laughs> nobody's kicking me out. <laughs> I go, nobody's forcing me to leave. I'm not ready to leave. <laughs> Danielle's like, nobody's telling you to leave. <laughs> you were joking. You were serious. Well, I was serious. Oh, like, wow. I, I literally thought people were forcing me out. And then you were throwing up all the way out. Yes. Vomiting and... <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> forcing me to leave. All right, we'll take a break. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Kevin Nealon's on Twitter at Kevin underscore Nealon. He's also going to be doing some stand-up comedy around the country. Uh, go to his website, kevinnealon.com, to see if he's coming near you. But I can tell you on September 14th, he's at the Grand Theater Center for the Arts in Tracy, California. And on September 15th, he's at the Rio Theater in Santa Cruz. So, again, go to kevinnealon.com and uh, go to his uh, live or tour page to get uh, links to tickets to his shows. Speaking of shows... 
Jimmy Parr is going to be at Flappers in Burbank, uh, October 4th and 5th. Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That is October 25th and 26th. And then he's going to be at the American Comedy Company in San Diego, California on November 10th. Uh, Never Not Funny is going to be live at Vitello's in Studio City, California, November 25th. Uh, 8 p.m. show. Uh, have a dinner before there. The doors will be open at 6.30 so you can grab some food before we start the uh, the fun. Go to NeverNotFunny.com. Click our tour link for a link to that show ticket page. And for Jimmy's stuff, go to JimmyParta.com. Click his tour link and enjoy. Hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wall that's missing a couple of bucks. Now, who, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earnings there if you got a last-minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet. I mean, what other are – are you at the – wild animal vet yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier oh okay uh i, I think people I, I think they like the sound of pet vet it does sound fun it is fun to say i get it uh but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun so uh, that's a good point yeah why are they yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue you know capricious say <laughs> uh now listen this is it, here's the important thing Earning is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going oh good I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have that's where Earning jumps in yes uh, Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to hundred dollars a day up to seven hundred fifty dollars per pay period yeah so it gives you a little goose if you need it yeah it's but you're you're making the money by going to your job and working every day they're just saying hey we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives that's exactly right now over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. That's what they're saying. They say it like that? Yeah. They, I would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement. No, these, these are people that, uh, you, you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard. And they're, then, they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone. Exactly these right. are not professional these are broadcasters. Like we are. Yeah, they, they, they sound stilted, but that's real. That's genuine. Thank you. Matt, again, it gives them peace of mind. <laughs> uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who said to you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin. It's your money. Get it now. Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits, the SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, that's, not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, uh, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. A, 
they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sale is what POS stands for when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up, and then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there. He can log in. He can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done. It's awesome. Um, I've been kept out of the loop on that uh, because um, you're kind. <laughs> yeah. Well, as much as you rave about it, you don't want to know about I don't the want details. To know. I don't want to know how the sausage is made. I just no. want to see the, uh, the, the results. Right. That's what I want. And, and also, I don't know if we, illegally I can get away with this, but it's so easy to Shopify. Well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2505. Kevin Nealon is here, uh, but let's check in very quickly with, uh, what you, what, what's with the weather. Let's check the weather. Let's check the weekend, sure. It's, uh, it's hot and it's going to be hot tomorrow. Uh, is that C1? That's what that says, sir, yes. And uh, you want to refresh my memory what that means? That was, uh, uh, a fan suggested it and I thought maybe it'd be fun. It's, uh, that was, that's my number on the, on the, being in line for the plane. Southwest. Remember he's going to get in a fight with that guy who jumped mm-hmm. in front of him? Oh, yeah, I remember. Is it is that is that nickname worthy? C one. Nah. <laughs> I mean, in retrospect, I don't like C one because the, the, just the letter C when you're talking about a human being it brings up a different connotation. Sure, uh, and I don't like that. All right, right. I mean, you're a lot of things. You're not that. It's true. Right. Get it. Take it off. Take it off right now. Take it off. I don't even want to uh, think about it. All right. So sickened by it. Sickened that you would debate yourself. Did it just say like C one? I didn't even see it. Yeah, it said C one. That's all it said. Like it's a goddamn droid from Star Wars. No one's taking me out of here. I stay as long as I want. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Nobody's kicking you out. Nobody's kicking you out. Nobody's kicking you out. Did that at a, at a wedding once too. Apparently, I got so drunk <laughs> that I kept on going. I'm just having a good time. Nobody's making me leave this. And my wife's like, Nobody's making you leave the party, Jim. Nobody's making you leave. <laughs> Apparently, I think everybody's trying to force me to leave places. Very, yeah. It's the my the, son and the, I were at uh, Amazon Books uh, the other night, and it was about eight oh five, and the sales nobody else was in the place. The salesman came over. He goes, "Is there anything I can help you with?" I said, "No, we're just looking around." I said, "What time are you guys close?" He goes, "Eight o'clock." Oh, jeez. That's eight oh five. Yeah. I said, "Okay, I get the I get the hint." Yeah. Yeah. So you stayed another twenty five minutes. Stayed another twenty five. <laughs> you know, capped it out. Used the restroom. Capped it out. Uh, and then we left. Um, but we trashed the back room. Attaboy. <laughs> Is your son into sports? Uh, yes. Going he back plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, he's doing great. <laughs> yeah, he's 12. 12 wow. years old. He's actually into, um, he plays a little baseball. He likes baseball. Mm-hmm. He plays on a team. He was a pitcher. Now he's playing with older kids. So he's more of the uh, left fielder now. Okay. Right fielder. But you know what? That's going to uh, make him a stronger player. That's what I told him as I left him off crying. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, uh, he likes to play ping pong. He's really good at ping pong. Is he really? Yeah, really hmm. good. I used to let him beat me. But there was that point where I thought, I think he can beat me without me letting him beat me. And he can. He's really good. My son, Kevin, is currently uh, taking classes from a ping pong, an Olympian. Where? Ping pong. Where do you take classes? West Los Angeles. At, is it on uh, San Vicente area? The Gilbert? The Gilbert place? I don't know the answer to that. Is uh, it a, a, some kind of like a... A building where they have ping pong tables? Yes, building and... ping pong tables. Yeah, I think, <laughs> it's, the Gilbert, I think it's a Gilbert Center. There was like fencing there. Fencing. Yeah, my son did fencing for a while. But this woman is, uh, my son is 
uh, oddly is also obsessed with ping pong. And, yeah, it's a great sport. Same deal. He, he's good at it. I played on the college team. I, I did not did. know that. I really did, yeah. Hmm. And we played teams. Uh, the, the school was called Sacred Heart University. It was a small business school. But we, not many people had ping, you know, table tennis teams, colleges. So we were playing schools like Yale, you know, and Ivy League schools. And those guys were really good. You know, they would be like, um, it, I don't want to sound racist, but they were from China, you know. And uh, they were really good uh, ping pong players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would play so far off the table. Sometimes right. you wouldn't even see them. Right. So far back. <laughs> so far away. And then were, they, the, the uh, empire would go, you lost. I said, what? I didn't even see the ball. Exactly. And, um, but yeah, they were, they were really good. But so I, you know, I so played So you were a lot. on the team. So you're, you're also good. So if you're still beating you, I was on good. the Yeah, he's really good. I was on the team and also on the intramural uh, teams. Right. You know, and... Uh, but he, yeah, he's good at ping is pong. Is he playing? Is he doing this? Going to a, uh, this Gilbert that you speak no, of? No, but I want to bring him over there and get him into more. And I love these ping pong cafes they have in different towns. You know, as we do stand up, mm-hmm. we try to find interesting places. And there's one in Denver that's really good. It's like an old garage type place looks like. Yeah. And inside they have ping pong tables and there's balls all over the floor. <laughs> you know, you lose a ball, you don't get it. You just grab another just one out of the basket. Another. And then they have these like big kind of scoopers you can pick up the balls with. <laughs> and they bring food to your table. I love it. It's like that's- Top Golf for ping pong. Uh, I've never done top golf, but boy, that that's looks fun. fun. That's fun. Even so, if you don't golf, that? Yeah. Uh, Kevin, you explain it. Okay, here we you've go. Done it. Top golf is uh, like a driving range, but it has different levels of mm-hmm. like cement uh, structures. Oh yeah, I've seen those. And you uh, keep score, you know, on your thing. It's like bowling almost. And you could order food to come to you. And uh-huh. there's little tables you sit at, and you take turns. And you're, ball. You're, and you're, targets. You're hitting targets, targets yeah. right? Okay, gotcha. mm-hmm. Cool. There's one. The closest here is maybe or, is it Orange County? Like it's yeah, it's not it's near a here. Further away. Mm-hmm. There's not one in Koreatown. No, not like that. That's not, racist. Not top. <laughs> there is a driving range there. There's a driving range. Like, like a like a stacked multi yes. one. Okay, that's what I was. Yeah, thinking. but this is its own. You know, uh, I never get better when I go to the driving range because I'm always trying to hit the Jeep going by. Because <laughs> you're nine years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if golf had a moving target, I would be really. Oh, you'd good. be the best. Hmm. Uh, cool. Did Palmer? Did Arnold, when you uh, when you uh, did those commercials with Arnold Palmer? Did uh, uh, did you guys actually play golf? Uh, no, he he had some um, health issues, you know, like structurally his mm-hmm. his joint, his shoulder. He had dislocated his shoulder, but we putted together. He did. He would sit on his. I would I would sit. We went to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, to film the commercial. That's where he learned how to golf on his home course, where his father was a groundskeeper, and he we would sit in the golf cart as they're setting up the shots and just talk, you know, about stuff and. And then I would sit in the golf cart and I'd watch him putt on the putting green near the golf uh, clubhouse. And he, it was, the hole was in a really precarious position. It was on the top of a little ridge on the green. And he would sink maybe, he must have putted about 120 putts and he got almost all of them in. And then he gets in the cart, I get out to golf, to putt. And I probably got one in. At the most, yeah. and he was sitting there watching me the whole time. Were you nervous having him watch you, or you knew that you're like I, I'm not that good? I was so a little nervous. You were because I wanted to ask him to see if he can get me into the AT and T in Pebble Beach. So I get back in the cart, and um, and I said, Arnie, I ask a lot of professional golfers this, if you can give me one tip on how to improve my game, what would it be? He goes, Oh, you know, I'd have to golf with you for a whole day. I said, Okay. He goes, Yeah, come on, come on back, and we'll golf. Okay. And uh, but um. um uh, where, where was I going with this? So, so anyway, um, yeah. So I asked him. I said, you know, I where you know, it seems like a fun um, 
uh, event is the AT&T golf course. You're sitting in the, I've, I've primed them and everything. And he goes, oh, have you never played in that? I oh, no, I haven't. He goes, I'll make a phone call. I said, oh, Marty, you're there the best. Go, I was so happy. A week later, I get this beautiful invitation in wood. It's like a wood book, you know, like 12 by 12, laminated. I open it up. There's, there's uh, you know, the golf course there and, uh, and the 12 mile drive. It's pretty, you know, and and it's there's that little flimsy piece of paper you pick up, you know, to protect the picture. Mm -hmm. And then it says you're invited to the AT&T Pebble Beach. And I'm just my heart is pounding. I'm loving Arnie. Everything's great. I'm going to play finally. And it says. Uh, entrance fee twenty six thousand dollars. <laughs> what I said? Okay, this is a mistake because Arnie made a call. Yeah, Arnie made a call. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going back and forth with my wife. I said, "You think they they really want me to pay this?" She goes, "I don't know." But this is what corporations play. The corporations pay twenty six thousand. I said, "They must have gave me the wrong, you know, invite." You right, know? not the celebrity yeah. one. You got because I know Ray Romano and Kevin James. They play for free. Right. They do one night of stand up. Larry somewhere. the cable guy. Larry the it. cable guy. Yeah. And I thought, why not Kevin? Yeah. The comic go up there, you know? So I think I called his assistant and I said, I don't know, is, is it $26,000? She goes, yeah, that's the entrance fee. It's, it's 26000 You know, like it was $5. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Okay, thanks. Never played. You never knew it. No. Uh, I mean, I could afford it, but I just thought, well, what about you know Ray Romano? How can I make a putt when I know that Ray's playing for free? Do we know Ray's playing for free? Yes. We know that. Yes. We know Ray's for not years. Paying. Not paying. He does a stand-up gig up but there. But maybe $26,000 is nothing to Ray. That guy's oh, got, no, that guy's, he's got Ray. syndication money. You don't money. know Ray. He's got syndication money. <laughs> you got to put your, tuck your chin in when you say that. He's got syndication money. <laughs> um, what? Uh, yeah, you can't do that. No, it would, it, it would be disrespecting myself. And your family? I know it goes to charity, but still, I got to think of myself. Oh, it goes to charity? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got to play. It's a write-off. Well, now it's a write-off. People oh, say it's a write-off, it's not really a write-off. Well, it's still coming out of your pocket. I mean, Exactly. Have, have you done Riviera? Have you done the LA Open or the I, Nissan? I've done some things up there. Yeah. Like, not not big opens, but I've done, like, charity things. Have you done it where you are the celebrity for, you know, it's three dudes and you? Have you done that? Many times. And do you enjoy doing that? No. You don't? Sometimes it's nice. Other times, so how'd you come up with Hans and Franz? Oh, boy. You know. Yeah, but they're going to ask that, right? I mean... Cross that off the list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was. Um, I, I get to golf a lot. You know, it's been fun. Oh, was that your phone? Oh, it was headphones. Uh, they fell down. You know where they? It, it, you don't they, really need headphones around here, do you? Well, no, we don't take yeah. just to hear yourself. And I know that. Uh, do you like to hear yourself on playback? You're stomping. Not on playback, but I like doing it in here. I like to know uh, how loud I'm getting. Yeah, I know. But do you ever like tape your act in a club? Oh, I, if I do, Kevin, I last three minutes and go, I got it. Here's what I like. The recorder that you could speed up so it doesn't sound like you. Yeah. That kind of sound. <laughs> or if I, if I remember saying something new and funny, then I'll play it back to try to find that spot. Right. Otherwise, I can't stand, can't stand the it. sound of my voice. Do you, uh, you record every show? And your voice, too, by the way. Oh, no. Why would you tell me that? I record just about every show. You do. I've been doing that for the last couple of years on my iPhone. have not listened to one of them. <laughs> you, uh, do you lead them uh, afterwards? Or are they all on your phone? They're all on my phone. Mm -hmm. What do you do with yours? I delete them immediately because I can't stand listening to the voice. And so, have you done? You've done specials, right? The one for County Central, you know, way back when. I, you know, my my initial thought is, why do specials? They're not specials anymore. Everybody's doing them. It doesn't really help anybody, you know. I think they helped five years ago. Five years ago, there was resurgence where the specials helped. 
now I don't think they there's do. a few rare instances where I think people get some some um, tread on it like you know the, the net one yeah um, you know Chappelle's you know yeah, Chris he's, Rock he's gonna get it anyway Sandler had a nice one but, yes he did Sandler's was great but you know for me I think now if the only reason to do one is just to document your material and so that your son could watch it down the line. What know? if they paid you $26,000 to do it? <laughs> would you do it then? And then just write that right over to the Pebble? I would I would tell them, pay Pebble Beach. Do the special. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then come up there. Mm-hmm. You could call the special Pebble Beach. Oh, yeah. Listen, we got a title for you. We got oh, everything. Oh, man. man. You're ready to go. You're ready to go. Are you a member of a club here in town? No. You're not. No. You don't play enough. I'm a member of a beach club, but not a golf club. Because, you know, I can't be gone that long. If they had a pool or something, maybe I would. So my, my wife could go in there and my son. But golf takes a long time. Yeah. You golf, right? Uh, yeah, not as often That's as I like saying. to. That's what I'm saying. didn't say anything. You can't agree with something you didn't hear. Right. <laughs> you can't do it either. Uh, Elliot, everything good? We'll talk on Thursday? Sure. All right. You got a new haircut? We see that? Yep. All right. Looks good. Thank uh, you. Is that self done? Indeed. Yeah, looks good. I've gotten, I've gotten good practice. So You've I gotten think. a little better at it. Yeah, I will say that. Thank you. All right, looks good. Almost looks like a, another person could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> I I would not have guessed that you did that. Uh, that that was self-imposed. I would not have, <laughs> have thought a human being may have <laughs> helped you with that. <laughs> Uh, that would just be your general assumption when an adult shows up with a haircut that, that someone but else you, did. But you used to cut your own hair. I yeah. did as an adult. Yeah, I mean not this age adult, but who as do an I adult. trust? Uh, me. Mm-hmm. I don't trust me to cut my own hair. I did a nine-minute bit on my Comedy Central special about it. Mm-hmm. Nine-minute bit. I had to put a commercial break in the middle of it. I remember dates, times. I remember a lot of that's things. More, that's more than a third of the special. Yeah. In fact, one booker said uh, in an email that I should not have seen was, uh, what's that special about? It's, it's a half hour about a haircut. <laughs> and then my agent went, he's a storyteller. But, you know, there's, there's jokes every... You know, minute. You are a storyteller. Your 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 stories are riveting. I'm a rock and tour. You are a rock and tour. Yeah, yeah. I'm also the rocketeer. I should tell you that. Oh, the rock and the rocket man. Yeah. I'm Did rock- you ever watch the Rocket Man growing up? TV. Maybe you're not as old as me, but this was like one of the first superheroes. Take, He's a regular guy. Take maybe out of that sentence, by the way. <laughs> I'm not as old no. as you. No, I said maybe you haven't seen it because no. you're not as old as me. Play it back. We have tapes. Here. I can't hear my own voice, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, so this there was guy, a show called yeah, Rocket Man? Yeah, Rocket Man. I, I forget what his job was, this guy, but he wore a leather jacket. Mm-hmm. And then when there's somebody who was in trouble, he'd somehow get to this cave in the middle of nowhere, run in there and put his rocket pack on and his goggles and he'd run, go running out and jump, take off like Superman, jump and <laughs> take off and get to the scene. But the, really the only power he had was getting to the scene quicker because he had the backpack. He had the backpack. Yeah. But then he had no, he had no then strength he had nothing, or anything. nothing else to do. <laughs> he would just threaten them. Steve, I have to guess you're older than me based on your mustache. Um, do you remember this Rocket uh, Rocket Man? I, I do, but I remember it as part of like a movie serial, so it may not be the same It was thing. a movie serial, oh, okay. I think. I and think he you're used right. a gun, right? I mean, yeah, I think so, yeah. Once he landed, it was just I guess that's what it was. Yeah. So he was Mannix with a, bag, with a rocket pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when he went into that cave and he strapped that racket pack on. You loved it. I can't remember if he had a mask or not. I think he had a mask. He had a helmet. It was a helmet for sure. Yeah, it was like a silver helmet that came down. He was the original Iron Man. Hmm. All right. Right? Is there legal? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Garen, you got a photograph on that? Uh, Oh, that's it. Steve says that's it. So stop looking. Gary, you got a photograph of me leaving? There it is. (laughs) There it is. There's Rocket Man. Look at that. He's coming right at it. How did you find that, Gary? Uh, his name is Garen. 
No, I'm talking to Gary. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, are, <laughs> Why do you assume I'm talking to Gary? You got a Bluetooth in? Yeah. <laughs> talking to Gary? All right, yeah. I'll be back in a little bit. Yeah. You're outside? Okay, good. Okay, bye. Um... All right. Well, Kevin, tell us more about that. All right. So uh, yeah, hiking with Kevin and where can they find this? Well, they can find that on my YouTube channel, youtube.com okay. forward slash Kevin Neal comedy or hashtag hiking with Kevin. Mm-hmm. And the whole new season is starting now. Three, number three, Alec Baldwin was on last week. Right. And I have Lisa Kudrow coming up on, uh, well, this won't air till when? Uh, Wednesday. Night. Wednesday of this week. Oh, so tomorrow night is uh, Lisa Kudrow. Okay. So this week, kind of the same. Or time. tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Or today when most people hear this. Yeah. <laughs> and they could go to uh, KevinNeal.com on my website to see where I'm touring, mm-hmm. doing stand-up comedy. And uh, Man With a Plan with Matt LeBlanc is airing this uh, this coming uh, beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's it, man. Last question for you. Yes, um, my friend. Do you do, uh, you doing clubs on the road or you do theaters? What do you do? Both. You do both. I'm doing two theaters this weekend. You are? Yeah, I'll be at Tracy, California at a theater, the Grand Theater, mm-hmm. and then I'll be in Santa Cruz at the Rio Theater. When you do an event like that, do you uh, do you have a music act open for you? Do you bring a, uh, a do you get a local? Sometimes I bring a, a, an act with me. This one, I don't even know. I keep reminding myself, find out if they have an opening act, because mm. I'm not sure. But I, you know, I showed up once, um, <clears throat> at a um, a club, not a club. Yeah, it was a, it was like a jazz club in Atlanta a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. It was City Winery. It's called. Yeah, they have one in Chicago, I think. And yeah, there's yeah, a bunch yeah, of like yeah. all over the country now. Yeah, and they had no opening act, so I had to do an hour and a half. That two seems like too much. Half, two hour and a half shows back to back, which I've never done before, Oof. and I was exhausted after that. Yeah, that's ninety minutes of your Ooh, own voice. Which it was by, crazy. Uh, and a lot of talking to the audience. You know, you have to for ninety minutes. I don't think comedy should be longer than 50 minutes at the most. I like, I believe it was Dennis Miller uh, who at the time said that 60 minutes was like, that's the that's enough of my own voice. And yeah. I remember being a young comic going, ah, oh, come on, you can keep going. It's like, no, that makes sense. At that yeah. point, they're done. Right? Yeah. Your thoughts, man. I agree. <laughs> Especially uh, your voice. I mean, yeah. particularly. That's great. You're aiming at that direction, I assume. Because <laughs> yeah. I, of course, Jimmy, I'm about to get all looking those. right at you. I'm a Jimmy Pardo type. <laughs> so I'm going to start getting a lot of work. Are you related to Don Pardo? Come on, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't ruin a nice fucking afternoon. We just had a nice time. Don't ruin anything. By the way, when that guy said a Jimmy Pardo type, I did correct him and say, you mean, does it say a Don Pardo type? Because I assumed that's what he yeah. meant. He goes, no, no, a Jimmy Pardo type. You know, kind of a rat-a-tat, sarcastic guy. I'm like, God damn it. Oh, well, that's all. That's, yeah. Once again, JimmyPardo.com, easy access. You can find me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't think I can afford you. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> 26000 That's all I need. I just need 26 grand. Uh, on behalf, Kevin, anyway, watch Kevin's uh, show, the new season starting, Hiking with Kevin. Uh, beautiful wife, Susan, who uh, we are, I've known longer than I've known you. She sends her love. She's wonderful. And uh, your, your young son, I sat next to him on an airplane once. I enjoyed that company as well. Uh, I didn't hear about he this. Still talk- you were there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he still talking about it at all? Does he, uh, I guess not. He didn't hear about it. No. He, in fact, we've been <clears throat> bringing him to a therapist to try to forget. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. On behalf of the pop culture <laughs> There's Garen Cockrell. <laughs> Stephen, thank you so much. Wait, I can't close it up yet. i got to thank Stephen again for yes. being here. Stephen, thank you so much uh, for again for donating and for uh, joining us. More than a pleasure. Right, Kevin Nealon, yeah, right? Thank you, Stephen. I'm a huge fan. Thank you, and buddy. This is a huge Likewise, treat. man. I grew up watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. On behalf of the Pop Culture Breeze, that's Garen Cockrell. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> oh, that, that's in demand the, age, the, the bookers want that I like that uh, remember Bobby Moynihan last week complimented me on how, str- how precise said, I am with yeah, these he seemed and quite then, enamored of your voice one week later this guy kicks me in the balls mm-hmm. so you know you're up you're down life. spinning wheel it all comes back full circle on behalf of the Pop Culture Beast 
That's Garen Cockerell over there. There's the donor. We call him the donor. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's but that's not that's not a very Trump like. He's the you donor. Like we call him the donor. <laughs> no, nobody calls him that, sir. Everyone's calling him the donor. A lot of people are saying he's a donor. I said, I said, I said. How good about Garen Cockrell? Uh, the donor, Stephen Yates. Back there, there's the C1. That's uh, Elliot Hochberg. I'm Matt Belknap, our friend Kevin Nealon. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com.